Valverde. I don't know why you got to do it in front of the kid with the other. All you got to do is say earmuffs to him. Earmuffs. And then you say, fuck, shit, bitch, whatever you want. Cock, balls. Okay, I'm just proving a point. You don't have to celebrate, Frank. Uh, yeah! to have you listening to us today talking training camps we're 10 days into the training camps of the 2016 NFL season and we're going to be dropping the knowledge giving you the fantasy goo on this topic lots happening lots of news out there uh, from all 32 teams as usual across the way from me I got stag party to my right welcome back Newly minted and married, Mr. Houdini. Good to have you back, buddy. I'm D-Rex. We are Pyromaniac.com. And it's going to be a great show today just because basically football starts tomorrow. It's the Hall of Fame is uh, being uh, enshrined. And a lot of good stuff has been happening on NFL Network uh, leading up to that. Obviously, a lot of great characters going in, or at least one of the best characters during our lives, uh, Mr. Brett Favre. Uh, and then you got. I thought you meant Marvin Harrison. Harrison, yeah, he's a real, he's a real bundle of joy. What character are we talking about? Yeah. Let's, there you go. Uh, let's just hope he's not a character witness for me. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Well, it's it's exciting. Basically, today we're gonna go and we're gonna just talk through these training camps. We're gonna give you the goo for all 32 teams. If you want to follow along with us, uh, we're gonna basically just do it by um, divisions and. We're going to start at the American Football Conference, the AFC, and we'll do the AFC East teams. And that's let's start with the New York Jets. The Jets, our boy PK. We're starting this all hot for just for you, homie, just for you. But so, you still have to listen to the rest of it. Yeah, <laughs> so, I don't believe me, he will. So the Jets, right? So I'm I'm uh, just getting back from like two weeks out of the country or whatever. And what do I hear? I hear. I get to turn on, uh, uh, the first thing is I get home and I turn on the NFL Network and I get Brandon Marshall and Daryl Revis going at it. Brandon Marshall burns Revis twice, calls him out, then uh, Revis goes ahead and uh, tries to punch him in the face and I guess then he was held out of practice with a wrist injury. Um, and then Brandon Marshall goes ahead on uh, to the media and just tells them the entire story of what happened. He's nuts. I told you that this guy was going to just destroy this team. Yeah, he's nuts. I'll tell you one thing right now. 
the guy gets settles in his first year, gets comfortable, does, says all the right things, Mr. Nice Guy, and then once he gets all cozy in there, he starts turning into a locker room cancer, turning people on each other. You know, it's one of the reasons you saw last week while you were gone, basically him and uh, Fitzpatrick and Marshall were hanging out in Chicago together right before, like, two days before the signing. And... Marshall just gets become such good buddies with certain guys on the team that he alienates himself from so many others. He's so clicky. And then you've seen with Jay Cutler how when he gets out of town, he's, he's quick but quick to turn on your buddy, the guy who bailed him out when, and was the only guy that was like when uh, he went to Miami and had all the problems there. But that's the other thing is that he thinks he's a leader. And when you have a guy like that that thinks he's a leader, it's, it's only going to lead to bad things. And then on top of that... You know, it's it's Todd Bowles is, is not he's letting it go, which I don't know. I guess at this point you can't. You don't want to step in front and like make the crazy train even crazier, right? So he said he liked what he saw. I liked the you know the that, competition, that, um, and he moved on. So hopefully we'll see. I think it'll be fine. Brandon's just got got to kind of you know shut his mouth. He's a big. Remember remember the last run for him in Chicago was when he did. What was it? It's just unacceptable. Unacceptable. And then all of a sudden, Chicago radio and Chicago media outlets were just always playing unacceptable. And then their the, the own players were ripping on him about it. It's just like, I just hope that he can uh, keep the Jets together. And like you said, he's just not a leader, but he has to be sort of in these situations. But I think the real biggest news coming out of Jets camp is the running backs split up. I mean, there's Matt Forte, who they signed, they re-signed Bilal Powell, and they also brought Kiri Robinson over. And lots of talk is about, uh, you know, Matt Forte and Bilal Powell pretty much got the same amount of money in their contracts. So, basically, they're like, Bilal Powell is going to get a lot more work than you think. And Matt Forte has currently got a third-round ADP, and that is something I'm not willing to pay. I'll tell you why you should also, at this point in time, be wary of it, because he hasn't even been out there practicing because he's got the hamstring injury. So again, the one thing that Houdini hates more than anything is the damn soft uh, tissue injuries. And you know, when you have a guy at 30 plus years of age, I think he was, is he 31 now, Forte? I think and he's then, be at and, the beginning of the season. And you're gonna have him dealing with these injuries right now, uh, doesn't bode well. He's not playing in the first preseason game. They've already announced he's out, so can't be a good thing. And we're gonna go down, you're gonna see in this show, there are a lot of injuries across a lot of valuable and, 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 and fantasy-relevant players, and it's scary. The old soft tissue injury is a, is a scary one. So Ryan Fitzpatrick signed 12, came down his asking price, took a one-year $12 million deal. He did his best. Woody uh, out, out-slute them, and it, it was like a, like a no-blinking contest. And it looks like Mr. Fitzpatrick blinked, but at the end of the day, it's a great thing for fantasy football. Huge thing for Eric Decker, who now all of a sudden really moves up for me a bit, where I've been off the Decker, you know. And he goes a little too high for me. I, I can find better value in, in drafts and Moxwell than him when he's going. But it's obviously a big boon and a big uptick for him. Yeah. Should we move on to another team? Is there anything else you got you to gotta say there? Are you guys I, all buying Forte at the third round asking for? No, no, no. At this point in time, when I'm sitting there saying, again, I, I'm running away with the soft tissue injury. It's a thing that I was kind of high on Forte I believe, before I left. If he was healthy, then yes, I was because I was expecting him to get a major share of the workload. But I'll tell you what, the only guy that I think I would want would be Bilal Powell with the potential that he'll get 
you know, and especially at the value that you're going to have to pay to get him, which is really, I don't know what his ADP is right now, but it's probably going to be like 10th, 11th round or something. So, yeah. There you go. Well, let's move on to Buffalo Bills. And the Ryan brothers are uh, trying to pull this thing together. Uh, on off the field news, sounds like Marcus Vick is uh, having a little battle over t- on Twitter and Instagram with uh, Shady McCoy saying Shady gave uh, his ex girlfriend herpes. Shady! The guy's a real piece of work. Apparently, that's a well deserved nickname. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he is. He is. The he is HSV. The HSV is passing it on. Oh my god, he's like, yeah. He so is Marcus Vick or I, Michael Vick? Marcus. Really? Yeah. Oh man. And Mike Vick, uh, we'll talk about him a little bit later, but there's some buzz. He'll, he'll, I bet you he signs a contract this week. Um, but let's go on and talk about these bills. Obviously, we know Carlos Williams uh, is going to miss those first four games. I haven't heard much on how he's looking, um, and you know, there's just a lot of running back stuff happening there for that team. Uh, you guys got anything to, to break out with them? Sammy's obviously he's out. He's still out. Uh, yeah. So they're expecting him back sooner rather than later. Yeah. So I don't think that's one I'd be too concerned about. Uh, Sammy's a guy I'm targeting in drafts in the third round. Uh, outside of that. You know, this is a run game you probably want a part of just because there are so many different pieces. And this is the only team in the league last season to run it over 50% of their, you know, plays. So if you can get uh, LaShawn McCoy in the third round, that could, you know, if if you went two receivers and then you went LaShawn McCoy, that's a pretty good start to your lineup. And then, uh, you know, later you could look to target guys like Jonathan Williams, even Mike Gillis Lee in the draft, depending on how deep your bench is. Uh, but yeah, Carlos should be, you know, he's got to lose some more weight, and I hear he's been doing that. But then the big talk out of camp has been basically Des Lewis is the sort of other receiver. Um, so that's the guy maybe to look to uh, a little bit, you know, further down the line is Robert Woods is going to be the number two, but this is a team that just needs it. Besides that, the Buffalo Bills have been one of the quieter teams, which is sort of weird for a Ryan Run organization. Yeah, well, the other thing that I would say is where you're looking at the running back situation. I agree. I like Shady where he's going to be going right now. And I'll take my chances there over a Forte, right? Because also in a run-heavy offense. And the other thing about Carlos Williams, I think it was interesting when you're talking about the other guys you can grab later, Jonathan Williams and the Gillisley. That's exactly the way that I would look at it and avoid Carlos Williams because even with all the other issues and stuff, even if he ends up having a, a game in preseason here where he's going to look fantastic, there are the people who are not paying attention in your league who are only going to remember the things that happened last year. And so Carlos Williams is going to get overdrafted. I don't think so. That's not what I'm so? seeing in the mock drafts at all. I mean, in the mocks that I've seen, and it, he'll come up once he's actually loses his that weight and comes but back. I want to ask you a question injured. about the mocks you've seen. Are you talking about the mocks that you do with just like the random people out yeah, there? Yeah, or are you talking about, about ones that you're doing with like other people in expert leagues? Well, I did a show. We've done expert leagues. I think we got Carlos Williams in one of them. What was, that was like... 14th or 15th. Yeah, right, because in expert leagues, everyone's, everyone's shying away. But I'm just saying, when you get the, the guy who's going to be on the, in the magazines and all that other stuff... It's late. But I think you'll find 
don't jump off mentally from him yet. I think you're going to find, because of that four-game suspension and how crowded that backfield is, that he is going to slide. People are, there's, there's not positive news about this guy. If he doesn't, I'm with you. I mean, I don't want Carlos Williams in the ninth round, no. but if he's sitting there in the 15th round, yeah, no, but it, it, there, no, no, just what could be, there's hard, not many guys around there that, that, that fall that, that far that actually have scored some touchdowns and have some talent. Yeah, that's the great point there, and that's where it's, it's about where do you get a guy that makes it, is it, yeah. is it a good pick or a bad pick? Yeah. <laughs> because it's like you can say that I don't like this guy, right? Yeah. I would never take him. Like I always say about Brandon Marshall, I'm not, I'm not going there, I'm not going there. But I'm sorry, Brandon Marshall is staring at me in, the, in, the, in late in the fourth round or fifth round. Of course I'm going to be all over that, you know? I'm pretty sure in the league I won a championship last, last year, we got, I got him in the eighth or ninth round in a Chicago league, Brandon Marshall. Well, actually, that helped him because people hated him here. Yeah, right. And they were like, God, screw him. And he was just sitting there. I didn't like him either. I'm like, ugh. It's just the, it was the tear factor. Like the guy's so much higher than everyone. All right, we're taking him, and then obviously he rocks for you. Uh, let's go. Uh, just just get, back get, to the go, go to the Bills. The last thing basically is Tyrod Taylor and his contract negotiations. Mm-hmm. So you know that's sort of been the biggest news out of the camp. Uh, you know they've offered him a two-year, thirty million sort of bridge contract, sort of a prove-it deal. But he's probably better off to saying screw that and take the know, open market. Go to the open market, get in the franchise tag because for quarterbacks that could be like twenty two million dollars next year. Yeah. Um, so yeah. He's fine regardless. He, regardless, that guy has a. Even if he doesn't have a good go of it, I think he's gonna be a great quarterback for the next handful of years. But if he doesn't, he's a backup for as long as he wants. He's yeah. got to be in this league for 10 years. But he's also a guy that has more of an ability to probably prove proof of concept of the running quarterback, you know, in the mold like like Russell Wilson. It's like it's like this is where it's going and what's the dude's name that's coming out uh, coming out next year from Clemson? Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. Like that's this is this is where where you may be looking at the NFL with with this now going you know what? You better pay Tyrod Taylor, but why don't you pay him now where it's cheaper than when when it goes there? Because look, here was a guy he didn't hardly throw any interceptions last year either. He's he's got great uh, understanding of the offense and is mature as a quarterback, and but he has that ability to be a dual threat. He's ranked higher than Joe Flacco on uh, John Madden, the new version of John Madden football. Uh, so Flacco's not too happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to our next squad, and that'll be the Buffalo, I mean, New England Patriots. Tom Brady finally came out yeah. and talked the other day and said a whole lot of nothing. It was great TV. <laughs> Probably. Um, well, he, he, he before he came out to have the talk, he they had a nice powwow with Bill Belichick, and they, they you know, so he was getting a briefing. And, <laughs> So he's initially they said he couldn't practice right with the team, but he is. You know they never said that. No, I, like, I thought I saw a meme that had like Tom Brady wasn't allowed to practice or some shit like that. Oh, well, during the first four weeks of the season, it's like he's gonna be throwing with Wes Welker. Yeah, and Moss. And Moss. Uh oh, what if those guys come? I can see Randy coming back. <laughs> he retired too early. He's like Iverson. He just didn't work hard enough. I just watched 30 for 30 on him. Grand University? Uh, yes. That yes. was great, that right? Was that was fantastic. That was fantastic. That was a good one, for sure. But uh, the rest Nobody gets out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I was the one getting out of here. Yeah, man, that's crazy. Go ahead. The rest of the news for you know, New England's not much. It's like Tom Brady's so good that Garoppolo's not even close. Like, oh, thanks for the newsbreaker. <laughs> like... Tom Brady goes 25 of 25 in scrimmage with three touchdowns, and you know uh, Jimmy Garoppolo completes 
you know, just 60% of his passes. But also, one of the things I found interesting is they are not going to curtail this offense to more of a run game the first four weeks of the season with Garoppolo under center. They're still going to spread it out and throw it 40 times a game. So, you know, interesting DFS sort of guy early in the season. You know, maybe Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, he's got a chance. Well, one of the things that I was taking away from, from what's going on with New England, though, is, okay, you got Hogan who's come over there, right? He's been a big talk. He's, he got dinged up with a, so- a shoulder injury already. So that's one of those things like, oh, okay, great. You know, because if the fragile guy starts, there's, the, there's a soft tissue injury for the guys that I need to have the burst and, and the breakaway stuff, but then there's for that guy that's going across the middle that's going to be fragile anyway. I don't like when they're taking shoulder injuries when we know about the Danny Amendola's and clavicle, clavicle, and it's like, it's just... Destruction and, and Edelman's banged up all the time too. So those little white guys over there in Patriot land, you might see Wes Welker might be back on that team in no time. Yeah. So well, in, in accordance with that, one of the guys who's been having a good uh, training camp so far has been one of the guys that always talked about Don't Aaron, say it. Aaron Dobson. Don't say it. It's a trap, wasn't it? No, no, but no, let me, let me give you the quote. Let me give you the quote. Yeah. This, is, this is Bill Belichick's quote about Aaron Dobson and what he's done. Dobson has had a, a good spring and a few days, uh, few, a few days here at, uh, at camp. I think we've seen that from him before, though. <laughs> he did say that? <laughs> Oh, uh, that's funny. I, I was thinking for the, the, the roses. You know what? Great. So he's having a great early part of the, of, of the camp. He does that all the time. <laughs> Screw him. Prove it to me later. They're also talking about another guy in that competition and Malcolm Mitchell uh, for that X receiver spot along with Nate Washington and, uh, you know, the previously mentioned Aaron Dobson. They're all battling it out. And, you know, they like Malcolm Mitchell, but they've got to take it slow with him because he's got a history of injuries. So it seems like there there is some injury risk on this team, but Malcolm Mitchell's you know showing some deep sleeper sort of upside. Uh, outside of that, this is the hype has been the two tight end sets. Yeah. I mean that's been the main talk of this you know training camp. It's like yeah, they're going to be like on the field together ninety percent of the time. You know we're going to be a two tight end team. Yada yada yada. So. What about Martellus this week uh, throwing some shade uh, at Jay Cutler, saying and his brother saying he's the worst quarterback in the league? Like I'd be what uh, Bennett, another big mouth. I like him. But no, both of them. He's a smart, articulate, and interesting, very creative kind of guy. I really like him, but he's. <laughs> Got a big mouth, and it's like, dude, put just be a gamer, perform, and stop talking. Everywhere, everywhere he goes, you know him more about his mouth. And I, remember when he used to say he was better than Witten? He's like, oh man, when he left out, I was like, I was so much better than Witten. I was like, what? Witten's like one of the best top three tight ends of all time. You're not better than him. Well, he even like, what did he say about Eli Manning? He, he wasn't that good. And I think when the, when the two yeah. brothers were talking, the guy who they said was one of the best quarterbacks in the game, Sam Bradford. Yeah. He said that? Yeah, I said Sam Bradford. These guys are ridiculous. I'm excited to see that too, um, tight end offense as well. Let's see if uh, Aaron Hernandez is going to be all bummed out in in prison, being like, that could have been me. They got it. They they, they got it back in the mix. Um, Exciting stuff. Gronk, obviously, is being nutty. Last thing I want to say about them too, though, um, Deion Lewis, still not back from the ACL. So I might start the season on the pup. Yep. They, they, they said he might. They, they pretty much debunked that and said I know, he might I, be on the pump. 
I, but that's to, they're yeah. barely talking about it. But you can't, you know, they, they can't afford it because if he even comes, this is two weeks. You can't afford to have him uh, sitting out for six weeks before. Of the Remember, season. this is a guy that was out of the league for three years, and before yeah. that, he was always injured. If he can stay healthy, I love him. But what's to think that he can't? That worse. team across the board, the Patriots for me. I'm nervous. I think Brady falls because of the suspension. I'll jump on that. That goes back to you know, it all goes through him. But I'm nervous about that team. All right, let's move on. Miami Dolphins, Dolphins, Dolphins. Uh, we got big news coming out of that camp, and it's basically they sign Aaron Foster, and boom, he's they basically looking. said that he's the lead, he's yeah. the starting running back, and it's done. Like yeah, they're gonna be peppering this guy is going to be another workhorse. So enjoy your six weeks with them max. Uh, but when he's in there, guys ringing up twenty point games like nothing. I, he shoots up my charts right now. And then the other problem is that you have the entire rest of the backfield that they have there right now has been dealing with injuries as well. So you got Kenyon Drake, who's dealing with a hamstring injury. You got Jay Ajay, who's dealing with a, his knee a little bit dinged up. And I didn't even realize the that. The same knee injury? The one that's got no. They no, said it was the other knee. Other knee. But <laughs> still. And then the other guy who I didn't even know was still playing, Isaiah Peed, uh, is dealing with a hamstring injury there as well. Yeah. Um, he an expert forever. Basically, um, JGI returned to camp on Friday, so he's back in full strength, so they're not too worried about it. But yeah, it's another thing you didn't really want to hear when it's like, hey, they're battling for jobs. But it just sounds like Miami does not like JGI, and they don't want to give him you know, a certain amount of workload. But then also along with the lines of, hey, we want Arian to be the first back. They want him to be the complete workhorse back, and they don't want to have a third down back, and they don't want to you know, share carries. They want the true workhorse. And, yeah, that's great. I, but spending a pick on Arian Foster hurts because no running back has really came off of an Achilles injury ever in the and history of the NFL. <laughs> yeah. He played well. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know what, and depending on – with all the news that he's going to be that workhorse back, and that's the other problem is you're going to see him go from where I think I had him at one point ranked like 42nd or amongst running backs, and now he's, he's falling. Well, now he goes into top 15. Oh, oh, no, I thought you were talking about a giant. 18? 18? No, I mean, listen, if Foster, if he's, because you've got to pretend if he's healthy, he's getting these touches, that's where his potential value is because. He's proven. You guys talked me into it last year. You're not fucking doing it to me again. I'm, I'm, I'm not. You won't be on my team because you're still going pretty high, especially in mocks now since the news. And that was even before the last few days when I basically handed him the keys to the car. Well, let's talk about another guy that's oft injured. Uh, Devonta Parker injured, being held out. He's uh, got an. But what, what is he's he a at? Hamstring pisses me off. Yeah. Guys, you know, foot injuries last year. He's kind of always got an injury issue. Uh, other news out of there is Jarvis Landry. They're not going to be having him returning the punts and the kick returns this year. So special teams points that you might have gotten from him over the past couple of years, those are going by the wayside, which is smart and something good for fantasy probably over owners overall but uh, sucks in my in my in my 16 team league because those are those are great points mm-hmm. I believe it but yeah, I don't know another team that I could just see them being a real crap stain not being that great Tunstall they're saying Tunstall might not even be a starter for them right now he's he, not that he's looking bad he's getting first team reps but they're not they're not 
He's not blowing anybody's mind over there. Well, look, at, I mean, Arian Foster coming in is the guy that actually has the most cachet of anybody on that team right now, right? It's kind of like, kind of like Dwayne Wade coming to the Bulls. It's like, yep. so what is that going to get you? A whole lot of medi- mediocrity. So expect that. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Anything else like, on that? Stage? I think they like mediocrity. <laughs> yeah, they might. <laughs> That uh, new stadium's coming together pretty nicely. That thing looks pretty cool. I, yeah. I mentioned that on Twitter. I was like, follow our Twitter account, Pyromaniac, or twitter.com forward slash P-Y-R-O-M-A-N, the number one AC. Well, lots of good stuff's happening on our Twitter account over there, Me Stag Party, and sometimes uh, our boy OC is rocking it out there. A lot of good retweets. We actually had an exciting p- thing happen yesterday where uh, one of our great graphics done by Pyro Stash, uh, we tweeted it uh, towards um, Mr. Lamar Miller saying what up and he gave us a retweet with the comment saying dope with a little fist bump and uh, or a little power to the power fist. Uh, pretty dope. We love you Lamar. That was fun. We get excited when that real players start uh, communicating and giving us some love over that. Especially when I got him in one of my leagues. So Yeah, he's a good one. Bring it. All right, we'll move on from the Miami Dolphins. Lots to keep your eye on in that team. Lots. Uh, let's go to the AFC North and the Cincinnati Bengals. Sorry, I mentioned Brent LaFell. LaFell's on the Bengals. He's on the Bengals. Dobson. Uh, I love that quote, though. But Cincinnati Bengals, another guy, a guy that I'm uh, loving is uh, Dalton. Everything points towards him being right back to it's kind of the, uh, the upswing he had last uh, season. What are you guys hearing out of uh, out of Bengals camp? Cricket, cricket. Yeah, cricket. they're basically saying Eifert's not going to miss probably the first few games. He's and gonna... and his backup Tyler Croft is also injured four to six weeks now. Jesus. So their tight end crew is decimated. Yeah. You know. With Eifert out and Croft out, you know, they're down to basically nobody. So they're expecting Brandon LaFell to get a bunch of targets. And that's what it just scares the shit out of me. Because. <laughs> Did, couldn't they have taken Corey Coleman? Wasn't he available for these guys, like, in the draft? No, I don't think so. No, I But I think they could have taken somebody. Ah, I gotta remember. Uh, what pick were they? They could have taken any, any of those Sterling, Doxon, or Treadwell probably. Or they Maybe. Be uh, but yeah, they just didn't want to do that. They chose you know Tyler Boyd later in the draft. And, you know, he's been okay. He caught an I saw a cool vine of him this week catching a nice little out route. Yeah, yeah that little corner flag route to the corner. He had a nice catch there. I, that was nice. Um, but Tyler Boyd is, you know, question mark. They're literally relying on Brandon LaFell, and that scares the hell out of me. Well, it, it should scare the hell out of you. And the thing, what it does for me is it, it revalidates that the guys to own uh, on this team is going to be the Giovanni Bernards and the Jeremy Hill. Now, which one of those do you feel more comfortable with? Uh, I don't, <laughs> I think that if you're... We all gonna, know who you feel more comfortable with. <laughs> who? Jeremy Hill. I'm almost leading the other way. Okay. I'm, I'm a Hill guy for sure. I mean, I think I, Hill can have a bounce back here. I, I look at Hill only because of the fact that, again, it's the touchdown potential. So if he's still at least getting the touches and being somewhat productive and at least comes bounce back a little bit from, from <laughs> going to come up from last year. That was just. I'll wild. tell you this that guy's a guy in mocks and some of our drafts is coming with a value where you say if you don't like a forte in the third. Jeremy Hills, look, he's around there, and you're like, wow, he's still around. We'll take, I'll, I'll take, I'll roll Fifth or sixth, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it, uh, the value's finally there. He was a second rounder last year. I mean, Giovanni Bernard, 
it's just much more consistent over his three-year career. I mean, you've seen what he's been able to do, three straight top 12 finishes in PPR. I mean, hard to beat that sort of consistency. And they're talking about potentially needing him more. But they will need him more with all the depletion in their wide receiving core. And he had one of his one of his lowest receiving totals uh, of his career last year. So, well, you see, the guy that is catapulting it's the no RB effect, and it's the way the wide receivers are going like crazy in the first round. But essentially, AJ Green has become a fifth or sixth pick in every draft I'm looking at, and I'm shocked that you know that these. Running backs, a couple of them. I mean, he's going higher than Gurley in most leagues right now. Well, but if you figure that that's all they have, and he's going to see an increase in targets of potentially 40 targets on the year, yeah, he becomes very attractive. You can take – he's awesome. I'm not trying – I'm not going to knock on him at all. But you could basically at this point double team him every single play. And if you put a body on him and and keep someone over top on him – you, I've seen it in dumb games. He gets fru- he gets frustrated and he can't power through. He gets tired. It scares me. They they needed to get him a right hand man in this draft. And I hope Tyler Boyd's the dude, but they really needed to to get him some help. And then obviously Eifert going out is bad bad news. Anyway, next we can move on. Yeah, cool. Let's do it. Uh, Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens. Well, if you had a contest to show that you could spell all words, guess where you go? Spelling bee. Do you think that even though it's a child-style spelling bee that I could be in the spelling bee? Well, it is for the kids, but I... It should be a bees. Let's check it out. Time to teach these dang rascals a thing or two about words. Hope you don't get it wrong, but you probably will. Uh-huh. Maybe I'll even win a trophy. We'll see. They could. You don't know. Pumpkin. P-U-M-P-K-I-N. That is correct. Thank you. This boy was some kind of whiz kid. He was tough to beat, but I know more words. At least you hope you don't lose, but you probably will, sucker. Number nine. You enjoy it. Uh-huh. Give us a moment. We're just getting organized. Yes, here. No, he, he has it. Thank you. Your word is ham. 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 I can't think straight. I'm getting so hungry. Ham. H. Letter of A. I'm sorry that's incorrect. Dang it. Get out of here. Dang it. Yeah, boy. Ah, they chased me for a long time, but they didn't catch me. What did we learn? Rangus is just hop around eight. Two points. Not all bees make honey, some make spro. You'll be quiet in the library. In America, it is custom to give a small kiss on the lips if you like song. Yes, it is. Trust me. To all the children that lost to me at the spelling bree, ha ha I did it! Oh, yeah, love that guy. Good times. All right, well, let's get into the Baltimore Ravens. Flacco, surprising everyone this week. Back 
at camp, throwing around, looking ginger, not looking to show. Ginger? He's, yeah. just, he's yeah. looking like Andy Dalton? Ginger. There's uh, some, some spry, gingerly. Uh, good good stuff. He uh, he's, he's looking great, man. It looks like there's no side effects. Bouncing around, making fun of uh, his teammates, showing that humor and being that leader. So that's pretty exciting news where you, you look at him and you know he's got a great strength of schedule. You know he's got just an unbelievable amount of talent at his disposal to be throwing the ball to and his strength schedule is awesome and if he's healthy and you're in a Mark Tressman offense it's fantasy football goal. Makes me say Val Verde. Val Verde. It's good to have, we got a stag party, since we're doing this on a Saturday afternoon, this show. Actually, it's um, their enshrinement night. We're going to have some, uh, like you said earlier, some, some guys going in the Hall of Fame. So Val, uh, stag party's having a couple Val Verde, some, some Miller Lights over there. Would you? No, not Bud. What was the other one? Your Bud? Bush Lattes. Bush Lattes. Bush Lattes. Love them. I'm drinking today. We're doing a little bit of a smorgasbord, but I'm starting out with a Fist City. You guys know I love that Revolution Brewery. Chicago Pale Ale. It's got that Cascade Citra, Centennial, and Crystal Hops. This one is the goods. Love it. I'm gonna. I've got a Salem Oath that if I go through four of these, I'm gonna be drinking some Salem Oath, which is like Snaggletooth or something like that. Good uh, IPA. What do you got going? So oh, I know. And you know what I got going. I, I have my uh, the beer of the month club came through and it gave me a. A KU beer. Yeah, you went. So we got Free State beer, and the first uh, beer I was drinking was called Woo. Hello, Ad Astra Ale. Yeah, which was was all right. And now I'm drinking their uh, what is this Copper Copperhead Pale Ale. Nice. And uh, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, it was. It was. I gotta one. be honest. You know. No, hey, it's fair. Uh, it was a T-shirt that everyone in school would wear. I wore it after college a lot. And, it was our only brewery. I was back there. I was in school there. I'm old. Well, if you're feeling nostalgic and you want to trade for one I don't year, want to. I'll be more than happy to do so. Yeah, you didn't, you didn't really sell out. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to grab one of your beers out of the fridge anyway. Bud lattes are on the <laughs> top shelf. Uh, I thought it was a bush latte. There we go. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, what else? We uh, Good stuff. Good to talk to you about your beers. Thanks. We're glad you're drinking. What else we got going on in Ravens uh, camps? Terrence West. Yeah, I was going to say. Terrence West. Say it three times fast. Terrence, Terrence West. West. Terrence West. <laughs> will, uh, but wait. will he come up if I do it in the, in the thing like Biggie Smalls uh, <laughs> in the South Park episode? Possibly. Yeah. Uh, but Terrence West is apparently outshining every other running back there. And it already looked like a running back by community with, uh, you know, Justin Forsett apparently the leader, but being outshined so far. And then uh, Javorius Buck Allen and the new draftee Kenneth Dixon. You know, just so many different guys that, oh my God, which guy to pick? And I've been on the Buck train getting him in the 13th, 14th, 15th round. And now all this news about Terrence West has me a little bit scared, but I still don't think he can catch the ball. So I still think I still think Buck or Kenneth Dixon will have a role. I, I think what it is is that it, it puts also helps to put a fire into the other guys that are there. Um, you know, the other thing is that remember this is one week in the camp. So yes, it's great to be impressing at all times, 
But at the same time, one of the things that Terrence West has also had a problem with is that sustaining uh, the, the the good times and, and the good ability that he that he sometimes flashes. So um, if you remember, we, he was one of those little guys that we liked when he was coming out. It was him coming out. It was a Georgia Southern and uh, and Jarek McKinnon. Uh, they both were coming out in the same year. Yeah. And that was these uh, highlighted these these two small school guys. And the YouTube the YouTube highlights from their college was a, was pretty dynamic and dynamite. But what it says to me is that when you say it exactly that, it's not a, it's not a running back by committee, it's a running back by community. And these are the situations that I really, it's hard for me to get behind any of these guys. And, and whoever you want it, whoever you end up taking needs to be the guy that's going to score the touchdowns. Knowing that guy is going to be a tough, tough call right now. Um, Watson's, Watson's is looking good in camp, so that's good news for them. Uh, a lot of, and then a lot of a lot of tight ends there, but keep an eye. I, I'm, they just have a lot of effort. Yeah, they have a lot of effort. That's why Flacco's the only guy that I'm really interested. And I and I like the Steve Smith who is going. He's going where he should go, but he's not sliding because of his injury. So. No, I just know that if you I mean, get Steve Smith, that he's going to do what he always does. He's going to have that within the first seven games. He's going to have three monster games. When you get those games out of him, look to trade him before he gets hurt again. Uh, I mean, pulled out of a trade with Cooks last year. That was such a bad Steve move. Steve Smith, man. He's going on his wide receiver 41 now. I think that's a little bit of a value. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, 41. Willing to, I'm willing to pull the trigger there. I mean, too. Me, too. Whenever he goes out, we're right there. So, all right. I got nothing else to say on this team. Before we get to our next team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers. Damn, this team um, obviously has been hit in the last couple months pretty hard yeah. with the, so the suspensions. We've talked about that at nauseum enough, so we won't go into that. But it's opening a lot of opportunities for other guys, and um, there's lots of dudes to talk about here. So one of the uh, one of the guys that you're hearing uh, about, obviously, or one of the things you're hearing about, is the fact that the, that Antonio Brown, they basically said they're not going to renegotiate his contract. He's not super happy about that, but uh, what I'm hearing uh, out of St. Vincent College, which is uh, in Latrobe, where a lot of good beers are from, that's where Rolling, rolling Rock. Rock. Latrobe, Rolling Rock in the house. Why are we not drinking a green Rolling Rocks right now? 33, right? That was, yeah, 33. That was like the original American beer that was in the green. It was like right. the only, it was all German beers that were in the green bottle, except for um, Rolling Rock. Well, the thing I think it still might be. Uh, my memory, though, of Rolling Rock, though, was being at my first dead show ever, and in the parking lot, and there's a dude who's got a skateboard, and he's got uh, the uh, cooler, and he's on it, and he's, he's holding a rock in front of him, and he's like, Rolling Rock beer, Rolling Rock beer, selling it for like, oh. a, like a buck or two bucks uh, a, a bottle. God, I love the green That was when I had shows. my first Rolling Rock. That was probably the first time you had your, uh, a hit of uh, ecstasy, too. Yeah. I was yeah, just no, it would be acid back then. Acid, yeah. that's enough. <laughs> I was just confused that you said you have memories of this. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, I will say, as you've heard before, um, I've given a couple uh, A stories, um, trip stories back in previous podcasts, but Lollapalooza was there last weekend for the 25th year, and basically what that told me is that 25 years ago was the first time I ever took LSD. Because <laughs> the first time I ever did was at Lollapalooza, front row for Jane's Addiction. Didn't even hit me, and then at the end of the show, me and my buddy that went, we looked at each other, like, we're walking out, we're like, 
Dude, all night we're like nothing. This didn't even work. Didn't even work. So like front row and fired up the whole. You were there this year for three bands, and then finally as we're walking out, we were wasted. <laughs> we're like, oh my god. Now we gotta wander yeah, Chicago. Exactly. So were you there this year? Yeah, I was. Like, the I crazy girls spinning up on the on the thing. Red Hot's were awesome. Saw uh, Radiohead. Saw Grimes. Saw some. Uh, it was it was it was definitely a fun fun time. So I even sat out on Sunday. Bell baby. Never sits out on Sunday. Oh, it's so good. Nice. Well, people listening are like, God, these guys are crazy. <laughs> yes, we are. Yes, we are. Well, uh, Roosevelt Knicks. We're just getting started, too. Yeah, the Roosevelt Knicks, guy who's actually a fullback slash. Now they're saying they're going to turn him into an H-back, but... He's been looking um, like a, a guy that's going to be able to make some plays in the uh, with the absence of uh, Bell and with what's his name? I don't think he's good, Ladarius Green. Uh, but so far in camp, maybe he's just a guy that they kind of were saying buzzwords about him last year in camps as a rookie. But second year guy has taken a bunch uh, an eighty yarder in, in practice games, uh, pretty long. So keep keep an eye on that guy as an H back option. If Ladarius Green gets banged up, which happens, and or which uh, if he starts playing the H back and they give they get a little more confidence in him, kind of filling that blocking, powerful, stubby role that was uh, departed by uh, Heath Miller. Yeah, I'm not gonna pay attention to what's called next. Like they, they, they've got to you gotta you gotta really sell me on that one. Like long, I mean, I just, you gotta keep an eye on Ladarius Green. Yeah. Not good. A 5'11 fullback play? Okay. That's what they're saying. They're saying he looks good enough. And they're like, there's the, he might get some uh, H-back and some tight end work. Deeper yeah. leagues. Uh, they they really got to sell me on that one. Like, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> like, uh, they better put this guy on display during preseason for me to even think about that. Like, <laughs> I agree. I agree. For like three games in a row. <laughs> yeah. But we're talking about camps, and one of the guys that's <laughs> is this fucking guy. All right? Sorry. Sorry, we know, we can't, we get, we're trying to throw out some, 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 some bones here to people that we, others haven't heard about. So, a guy who's definitely in fantasy discussion, Sammy Coates. Uh, Sammy Coates is up and down, but recently, lots of good, lots of good words. He's been making plays, been getting open. Um, so, that's somebody who could you know, potentially be a value for a draft. Because there's definitely a chance where he plays ahead of Marcus Wheaton. Um, because Wheaton's more of a slot guy in their offense. Well, and Wheaton's also been a guy that has never been able to distinguish himself, right? To separate from anybody else. He's, he's kind of like the Pittsburgh Steelers version of Robert Woods. Yeah, but he's had a 200-yard game. And, okay, has right. Robert Woods ever done that? No, but it's also the Bills' offense versus the Pittsburgh's offense, which is, is a little bit different when you're talking about... And he had a big game in his last game in the playoffs last year. He's, he was, he I understand, but here's my thing. Here's my, here's my point. Coach, it's Coach, Coach, to me, might be the next Justin Hunter. Yeah. Very well, no, no, it very well could be. Because the problem, remember, when I remember Coates watching him when he was uh, going through the underwear Olympics, was that he was making great moves. He, he can get open. Then he had hands of stone. Yeah. So, you know, can he, if he can learn how to catch the ball, he could easily surpass Wheaton or at least 
push for you know a lot more uh, targets in the offense this year. To me, he looked he didn't look like he was a fluid football player when he was catching the ball and doing some of those. Uh, no, he's not um, fluid. He did, it just didn't look like everything. He's obviously got the body. He's obviously got the the, the traits and the skills, but he just doesn't seem like he's a, a very um, skilled wide receiver or a football player where the game comes easy. So I would like to keep an eye on him, but that's a guy that's going high. And I'd, I'd rather take the opposite side of that with a Wheaton much lower than roll, roll the dice on a coach. But hopefully it'll surprise me and he could be a guy that, you know, he could be this year's Dante Moncrief, you know, from last year. He could have, a, he could have kind of a breakout year and get a lot of opportunities. Well, but, don't you think, I mean, just look at situations. Situationally, you're going to get some more opportunities early in the year because you got the Le'Veon Bell suspension. You have Martavis Bryant, who's gone. You have Antonio Brown, who's going to get all the attention from every defense that they face. So you have a guy in Ladarius Green who is unproven. We don't really 100% know. He's going to have his opportunity as well, but he's going to get more attention. So these other guys, the Wheatons and the Coats, are the guys that are going to be the forgotten guys on defense, the guys that are going to get the, all the one-on-one opportunities. And the one thing is that you, you also know that with a quarterback like Ben Roethlisberger, this is not like a rookie quarterback is sitting back there and just looking at one option, two options, and then be done. Roethlisberger, of, of all the quarterbacks out there, will sit for seven seconds if he can and go through every progression three times. One thing I'll say from our charity expert draft with uh, Data Force last week is in best ball or MFL 10s or what have you, um, a guy to keep an eye on is Hayward Bay. That you can get at the very, very end of drafts. Where he could, there's no reason. He's still on the team to think that that guy isn't going to have a couple games where he's kind of playing Morris and playing that role of the departed Bryans. And I remember me and you when we were talking, like, look at the names we got here. Like, don't you think Hayward Bay can have a couple big games and be, score some points for us in the best ball format? Uh, so that's something to keep an eye on where we're talking about these other guys. But Hayward Bay will have a couple nice games for you. So current ADP has Marcus Wheaton at wide receiver 43, Sammy Coates at wide receiver 64. So these are guys who, you know, they're What's Hayward Bay? Is he off the thing? Well, he's got to be like I'm 87 or, or whatever. Wow, yeah. so Wheaton's two behind. Wide receiver 83. 83. Wheaton's two behind Steve Smith. Mm-hmm. He's going for the old man with the. But now, have wide receivers been able to come back from Achilles injuries? Yeah, a okay. lot more successfully. But okay. Running back's the one position where they haven't been able to come back from. But uh, if you don't want to put your money with Steve Smith, I understand. I, I do. I love the guy. You know, Steve Fist, we love, we're big fans of that fellow around here. Anything else uh, we got to say about the Steelers? All right, let's move on to the Cleveland Browns. Lots to say there. Obviously, the hype train for for Corey Coleman begins. And yeah. you've got uh, Josh Gordon, a guy that's led the league in fantasy points about three years ago at this point. I don't think he's had a game since, but... He's out there now. Basically, they're going to announce this week that it's RG3's team. They are back up in McCown. has been on the. It's been trade discussions uh, down to Dallas. Lots happening in Cleveland, so that's exciting for them. Uh, obviously, I'm a Corey Coleman guy. I've been saying since before the draft, he's the best guy. I knew he'd be the first guy taken. I hoped, um, and he's just a stud. I think he's very much like a young Steve Smith, but probably better out of the gates. Um, and Steve Smith even went to Twitter to agree with that statement this week. It's like, yeah, this, this guy can ball. Like, this guy, 
Like, I agree with you guys. Yeah, he's fast as shit, though, and even more powerful than Smith. He, he's just, a, he's just a, he, you look at that dude, and it's just like, that is an athlete. I, I like it. I like everything that you say, and all that stuff is great. I just wish he was in a better situation. I wish he had a more consistent quarterback than RG3. He's got a good backup. No, uh, yeah. You know, but the other thing is that maybe, maybe. <laughs> a guy that's at least he's, that at least has done it before. He's shown that he can put some fans points up. I just you know the thing that you worry is that with a guy as good as him, if he had a quarterback who could put the ball in the perfect position, if he was playing with Philip Rivers, if he was playing with you know even like a Joe Flacco, you can you can go in, in, in the fantasy realm, you know even put him with a Matt Ryan for Christ's sake who's down there or Matthew Stafford, some of these other guys that are like. You know, now the 18 to 20, whatever, on the quarterback ranking list. Instead, he's with the bottom of the barrel. Still, they're both Baylor boys. He's going to tar- He's going to latch onto that dude and give him. He's going to pepper him with targets. A lot of them are going to be uncatchable. <laughs> but I'm actually expecting a better season from RG3 than most. I think Hugh Jackson will, will will permeate into the brain of this guy. He's got the talent. He's just kind of had a little bit of a mind. It's never a good thing when you got Mike Shanahan as your quarterback, your first year out of college. That guy is just mind fucks players more than anyone. Then uh, Gruden came in. He didn't like him either. He just kind of had a, a bump in the road. Now, I agree. He's one of the bottom. Uh, he's definitely one of the bottom more uh, starting quarterbacks. But he can bounce back. I think he can have a, somewhat of a renaissance. And I think in this situation, with this talent around him, you know, we haven't even talked about the running back situation. I, I like what I'm seeing in the Browns. I'm liking that. They got a great offensive line still. I think everything, it's all on RG3, a good offensive line. They got, they, it's all on RG3 to just get the ball where it needs to be. I mean, and RG3. Ball control, not fumble, not the throw interceptions. RG3 was one of the more accurate quarterbacks in his rookie season. And, you know, he had a down second season and then. And the final time he got a chance to play, he completed nearly 69% of his passes. Accuracy's never really been his strong suit, but staying healthy and not getting sacked has sort of been his issues. So if he can get the ball out to the receivers, you know, good things can happen. Well, uh, so my question is, what do you guys envision the routes that Corey Coleman is going to be running mostly? Is it going to be slant-type routes? Or nope. slant goes? Is it going to be... You know. I mean, there'll be some slants, sort of like the Travis Benjamin slant routes that worked very well for them last year. There'll be a lot of screen passes underneath, and there'll be a lot of vertical uh, go routes with posts and flags. So I think a lot of stuff underneath too. They're going to try and get the ball in his hands. Just when he, they, just they were about just been talking about all week about it. When the ball hits his hands, he seems to be scoring. I just worry about when he gets hit. Because one of those things, it's like in college, he's you're, sturdy, not fast, you're not getting hit that hard that often. I agree, but you see, especially in the Big Twelve, you see this guy. I agree, he's a small dude, but he's like, he's friggin' stacked. I mean, he is just strong. He's just got that. He's got like that that belly six pack kind of thing, <laughs> where it's like it's like just so much muscle in there okay. that it's a belly six pack. So, do you like him more than you liked Brandon Cooks coming out? I think I think so. I think I've learned my lesson with Cooks, and you wrote an article that season, that off season where I was like, Cooks doesn't have the kind of body and strength nowhere near. And I think I agree with you. These young guys uh, that that don't have the body, they can't even even Percy Harvin was a sturdy, strong dude. Even he wasn't big enough. But um, yeah, I, so I agree with you. I like him more. I think he can do more this year than I, th- I think Cooks could. 
And Cook said, I always think nice that they'll end up being weird in the last couple of years. Because again, I think the great equalizer is that at least he had Breeze. He had Breeze. Yeah. No, it's going to be interesting. But Coleman is is going high. He's going to the, the hype train has happened, and he, he was already going high. Uh, he's not going to be an ADP value, but doesn't mean he's not going to be worth the pick. I mean, he still could be. He's the only wide receiver forties right ahead of Steve Smith. Don't you think with the I mean, news the, now, the recent hype news? It, it, I mean, especially he's going up. He's going below Laquan Treadwell in drafts. Yeah, and we'll talk about that yeah. later. But yeah, that's probably not something that should happen this season. Yeah, I agree. What about Barnage? Barnage has is coming back from a sports hernia injury. An injury, so still working his way back, but they fully expect him back for week one. And one thing that that could still be a benefit for you there is that he'll potentially fall in his ADP because of that news, especially these late injuries, it always does. And the best part is better to have that injury at the beginning of August or the end of April, end of July, than to have it happen at the beginning of September and then you're out for you know four games of the season. So if he's able to come back and he's coming back late, and you're saying too, which is true, uh, RG3 is an accurate quarterback. And all those shorter digs inside out, whatever, that's Gary Barnage. Well, let's let's not talk about the running back situation, if at all. We'll, we'll, we'll go into that a bunch leading up to drafts, obviously. The high, they're, they're talking about both of them. They both look like they're going to get an opportunity. So do you stay away from that, or do you uh, double down on it, or do you pick one side of it? Who knows? Uh, with Duke Johnson and Crow L. Let's uh, move on to... I'm, the, on, I'm on the Duke side. That's all I'm saying. I mean, too. Uh, but he's going high. I, I wish I had... I should pull up an ADP on my uh, laptop here just so I can pull pull up the uh, ADPs as I say he's going high or not. Um, let's go on. <laughs> let's go on. I'll do that right now. Let's go on to the Tennessee Titans. Wow. Is that a menagerie of wide receivers? Have you seen the list? Especially after they signed Andre Johnson this week. So now let me list let me list off the wide receivers. There's some big names here. So right now on their roster um, in camp, it's Harry Douglas, Doriel Beckham, uh, Green, Doriel Green Beckham, excuse me, uh, Reese Horn, Justin Hunter, Andre Johnson, Richard Matthews, Trey McBride, Ben Roberts, your boy Tajay Sharp, Andrew Terzilli, and Kendall Wright. Kendall Wright is not playing. He's got a soft tissue. Got a little banged up action. I mean, that is so many guys. They say Justin Hunter's not going to make the team. And what do you guys think? I'm starting to lose it. He still comes in value, DGB. So where he's going, I like it. But I'm getting more and more worried about this whole wide receiver. This just seems like too many miles to feed. And you've also got a tight end that got more targets than any of them. Way too many miles to feed for me. Andre Johnson going to screw this whole thing up. I mean, I don't think he gets any work like that matters. I just think they need a veteran presence, like who's been around the league for a while. You've got a young guy in DGB who needs teaching. You've got a young guy, Tajay Sharp. Kendall Wright's not, you know, long in the tooth himself. It's just a lot of young receivers that Andre Johnson just needs to be there as the setting factor. But, yeah, everything about Doriel Green Beckham has pretty much been bad, bad news. I don't think there's been one positive puff piece that Doro Greenback comes out here making huge splash plays or that he's being consistent even on regular non-plays, you know, just catching the ball regularly and things along those lines. So. Seems to be one of those guys that had trouble straightening everything out between the years and that hasn't trans- and has translated to poor play on the field. Got all the talent in the world, but you know, if you can't, if 
you can't understand it and have a good sense of where you are, you're not you're not going to be successful. Well, let's talk about another guy, Stags. Let me talk about guys turning heads. He's not the biggest name, but the, the fellow out of William and Mary, Trey McBride, second year guy. He's the he's the one of the players that everyone's saying is looking great. I know he's long on the roster. He's you know unless you're in a, a dynasty league or you keep an eye on him and see what happens. But uh, Richard Matthews, uh, Richard Matthews called him savage with some of the ways and the catches he's been playing. Little dude. Um, I actually looked at some of the Titans um, website and so was checking out some of the videos of their practices. Guy looks pretty sweet, looks pretty fast. So I mean, Trey McBride's guy that's going to make a roster because of the things he does on special teams. So like when we're talking about how Justin Hunter might get cut, Trey McBride's got these advantages because he can do so many different things as a gunner on the outside, uh, as a return man, you know, and just all in all the units. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And then when you've got Kendall already hurt and the guy's always banged up, there are opportunities that could arise. Cause, um, and it's a handy for Kendall Wright, which, which again, scares the hell out of me. He's always, he's always hurt. He's, he just won't realize. He so, just can't realize his potential. He's not that young in the tooth. This is like got to be his sixth season. I mean, yeah, he's got yeah. a rookie contract. He's, so he's like 25. Four season, right? He's like 25 or 26. No way. Well, I'll, we'll yeah, you can figure that out. The other guy that I, I'm, I'm still kind of impressed with by what I'm hearing, it's not necessarily about the play, uh, but especially considering where he was two years ago from last year to now is DeMarco Murray. And they're saying, you know, he's being an absolute leader uh, with this team. You know, he is more of a veteran presence there, especially with everything else that they got going on there in, in their backfield. Um, and, you know, that to me... Is good because while you have all these other guys out there uh, with a myriad of, of wide receivers that you're talking about, and you have the strong play at tight end, Murray's going to get a decent amount of, of touches and chances here. And I know that everyone maybe wants to like pump up Derrick Henry, this, that, or the other thing, but I think that they would envision, and, and they should, you sign a guy like Demarco Murray to give him the football if he until he breaks down, and you and and then you have your other guy that's coming ready to be ready to step in. Yeah, and the thing is, but Derrick Henry's getting all the camp on. Derrick Henry's getting, oh, he's an extremely, you know, productive pass catcher. You know, everything that's coming out about Derrick Henry now sort of been good news. But, hey, this is a young team where usually everything you hear is good news. Well, Mike Malarkey, well, I, saw an up, right? I saw an interview with Malarkey talking about how he actually had to, um, that Henry's getting starting off sluggishly in the practices. And he was basically like, they had to talk with him after a couple breaks. Like, hey man, you're getting going good at the end, but like you're really these practices, you look like lost up there. And basically, Henry said, I, I sort of am. And he, they worked. He's been working hard on it over the last couple of days, and like you said, making great catches and whatnot. But he's learning the system. He's going, taking his lumps, but he's there to learn. And uh, I don't know. I love Demarco. Still, I love Demarco. I, I feel like if I can grab my tight ends early and Demarco. It can be my running back in the uh, third, fourth round. I might be excited about that as the news goes on. But uh, Derrick Henry's going to get some action. Well, the other thing that I think about is, like, I just think about the generational shift, right? You think about how things that are said about players in, in, the, in, the, in the media. You know, not everyone's a Bill Belichick, right? You're talking about uh, Dobson yeah. and, and they give him the quote like he does. A lot of other people are just trying to give positive <laughs> quotes because they want this young player to, to gain some confidence, right? Where it used to be like when you watch like that, uh, uh, the other 30 for 30, the one they did on the Bears, and it was like like Buddy Ryan and, and Mike Singletary's like, 
Yeah, so I, I meet Buddy, he's like, yo, 50, yo, 50, you're not doing it right. You know, it's like, you never even call him by his name. You know, it's like, I'm not even going to acknowledge you as, as, as a person. You're just a number to me right now. And whereas nowadays, it's like this generation seems like you got to coddle them a little bit more. So it's like you got to give all, that's why all you hear is this positive hype. You sound like Clint Eastwood right now. Yeah, um, right? Am, all, I, am I talking people, to a chair? Am I talking yeah, to a chair? Calling people a bunch of pussies because <laughs> we don't want racism. I love Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers <laughs> tweeted back. It's like, hey, Clint Eastwood, count me in in the pussy gang if we're trying to rise above racism. Well done, Flea. I don't understand why some, sometimes, Clint Eastwood, shut your mouth. You still, I didn't sound like Clint Eastwood. I know. You're still, you're, still, <laughs> you're still a director. You're still trying to make some money and keep some people in your seats. Don't uh, worry. He'll, he'll be able to make a movie with uh, Mel Gibson and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Kramer from uh, Yeah, Sanford. Kramer, right. Alright, well, what do you guys want to do? By the way, Fantasy Pros, redesign, you notice that? Yeah. Just going with Fantasy Pros yeah. for the first time. That's what I was like, too. I'm like, I've been on vacation and it looks all different. Where is the stuff? Um, Alright, well, let's, should, is there anything else for nah, uh, Tashi Star? We got it all. Um, Alright, let's go to the next one, and that's Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I haven't really been paying too much of attention to them. Give it to me. They haven't really been saying much this offseason. I mean, uh, it's been sort of quiet, lots of work. I mean, word is, like, yeah, Allen Robinson plans to get more efficient this season, uh, catch more, more of the passes thrown his way, you know, and he understands that it's going to be hard to repeat the season he had last year, uh, but he has been working all offseason to do so. Outside of that, I mean, Julius Thomas, again, sort of a little nicked up here and there, but also when he's been in there, just been absolutely dominating. So, besides that, most, besides that, most of the news that I'm hearing there is on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. yeah. It's about how good, you know, like, like Fowler's looking and, uh, and Jack's looking. And all Jack, that. they're saying, sorry, like penciled in as the starter. It's like, that was what you knew about him. It was like he just has a limited shelf life just because of, like, one thing, is it a degenerative knee or whatever it is that he has? Yeah, but you want to know something but, I was but, watching yesterday with all the Farm Hall of Fame stuff? Do you guys read the story or see any stuff like how ESPN. yeah the ESPN one why he fell and what all the stuff that happened? He had the Bo Jackson hip injury that everyone there's certain guys that just and I'm sure Jack like I agree he's not gonna have a super long 12 year career it's be a little shorter probably but that guy is probably gonna be one of those dudes that's gonna come in be a Hall of Famer have that and everyone's gonna be like why did we think about why were we worried about all these stupid little doctor things. Uh, I don't know. I haven't really. I agree though. I've been hearing stuff on the defensive side of the ball for that team, not really the offense. Should we hit the next one? I saw it. one thing. I did see is um, I saw it, watched videos of practice the other day and uh, saw a nice little Hene corner uh, bomb. It was probably about a fifty-yard pass uh, to um, Allen Robinson, and it was a nice little play right in the very corner of the end zone. So. They should be exciting. A lot of talent all over the place for that team. Let's move on. Houston Texans. Uh, what's his name? He's not going to get his money uh, this year. They're going to let him play out his rookie contract in a, in a uh, Hopkins. I haven't really heard um, much other than that. You know, we talked earlier about our boy Lamar Miller. We're high on him. I haven't heard much of him out of camp. Uh, what do you guys? What do you guys got for the Texans? I mean, That's with hot, the Texans. Hot. With the Texans, they're just saying, hey, Lamar Miller brings speed and an edge to this offense. It's like, oh, 
Didn't we know that already? <laughs> really? And then it's like, Will Fuller can't beat Press. Uh, duh, didn't we know that already? Braxton Miller sort of struggling to adjust to the NFL game. You know, they're asking him to sort of do a lot of different things. You know, sometimes carry the ball, sometimes be a receiver. So he's struggling to get acclimated to the NFL game. But the big thing is... Jalen Strong might be the second-best receiver to own on this team. He is going to be the second-best receiver, but it is going to be Lamar Miller because they're going to lean on that running game. Lamar Miller is going to finally get the workload that everybody wanted him to get when he was in Miami. So that's good because, you know, the thing is that, you know, the guy who I'm worrying about most is is Nuke, right? Because I'm worrying about Nuke in the sense that is Osweiler going to be able to give him and complete the passes that, you know, all these other guys seem to be able to throw. I just don't know how great of a deep passer. I don't think it matters. <laughs> I hope it doesn't. I really hope it doesn't matter. I hope it doesn't matter. But I saw some sort of number fire stat, or maybe it was Rotovis stat last year, that he was like the worst in long bomb situations. That scares uh, me. But I, I'm, I'm thinking more about let's focus on the positive, the Jalen Strong thing. Keep an eye on that guy. Yeah. See what see what happens. It's a crowded situation over there. Got Cecil Shorts there still. Um, Let's see what happens there, but that Jalen Strong, he's the main guy on the other on the other end. One, they wasted that pick in Fuller, but uh, which I thought was a bad pick when it happened and we were watching it. I know that you're uh, you're no, you're not you're not Notre Dame guy. No, who's a Notre Dame guy that I've been Mom. talking to a lot? Like, oh yeah, Mom, <laughs> not me, um, not me. Uh, Fuller, they were they were like when he got picked, that was like one of those ones that was like overreach. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he went he went too high. So anything? Uh, we move on. Let's we move, move on. on. I like it. Oh, we're going fast through the AFC South. We need to go fast through the uh, AFC West too. All right, <laughs> <laughs> Indianapolis Colts. Uh, let's see. Well, they're going to have to start Andrew Luck in the first game of the preseason. Because, you know, he missed so much action last year. They want to see him out there. They want to see his decision-making. They want to see what sort of improved, you know, over this offseason. And the team expects him to play better because he was pissed about not playing last year. And he learned some things watching from the sideline, apparently, which is something you never thought you would hear about Andrew Luck. And he was shitty before he went down. Well, that's the thing, though, too, because he was, he was in the midst of a major regression. Yeah. From a guy who was having, if you remember that year before, was like those, I, I don't know, oh, my God, 370 yards, 363 yards, 400-yard game, 363, 330, 315. It was, well, the top was, five yards were all there. Yeah. There was that one Twitter post that we, recited, we t- tweeted that where he's got the highest top ten percentage over the course of his career of anyone by like a lot. He's like in the top 10, like in 71% of his games and he threw up some stinkers in the first half. So this is a guy that like basically every week, except for the beginning of last season, almost every week is a top 10 QB and he just throws up some big games. So he needs to, he looked lost at the beginning of last year, just throwing up ducks. He just did not look like he was prepared. He was worried more more about miracles from his beard in, in commercials than he was about being prepared for the season. It was weird. So hopefully he figures that out, and that's the Andrew Luck that we saw the first two, three years is the real Andrew Luck and not whatever we got last year. But don't you think that he'll have a better chance now because he also was dealing last year without 
having Reggie Wayne there, right? It was Andre Johnson who was coming in, who was supposed to be the veteran uh, force, but Andre Johnson didn't hold any weight with anybody else that was there uh, on that team. wasn't good. So now at least you have an extra year, another year for G.Y. Hilton, another year for Dante Moncrief. You have uh, Dorsett, who gets exactly. another year. So now all these guys are a little bit more comfortable. They've been they've been acclimated to each other. So it's not, while they're still young, it's not like they're so young together. They have a chance to have much better chemistry so that Luck should be able to come out and have more success. He will. He will. I mean, he's still, he, he, he will. But last what year, about Luck, the running game is my yeah. question here. Uh, you know, Gore's old, but he's still shooting for a 1,000 yards and doesn't think he's old, so we'll see. And Josh and Ferguson, and uh, yeah. we got to keep, we, we keep an eye on uh, or not Josh. What Robinson. Is, yeah, Josh. Well, no, Robinson's gone. He's oh, already right, out. Right. That, is, that, that, shows, that shows you how he was the, all the buzz. Ferguson right now is the uh, 66th rated running back. In terms of ADP. ADP. Thank you. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Josh Ferguson's been making some headway, and they say he makes Darren Sproles-type plays. He's got that dynamicism, as uh, people like to say to his game. Uh, he could... He can just do things. He's got that. He's a smaller type back, though. So even if you know Frank Gore were to go down, he might see a few more touches. But just don't expect Josh Ferguson to suddenly be a full-on handcuff for you know Frank Gore. Houdini brought it cooler. BYOC today for Houdini. Same, I like that's it. That's a good strategy. Uh, bold strategy, Cotton. Quick, quick strategy. question before you guys go on. Quick question for you, Dwayne. Alan, do you like or is it whack? Do I like or is it whack? Well, I, I have to like the fact that you know he doesn't have to compete with anybody else that's out there anymore. I also have to like the fact that where he's going, it's going. You don't have to reach for him at all. Seventeenth amongst tight ends. So, yeah, whack or do you like? I don't really like him, but at the 17th tight end position, I feel like he's a fair value. Like, But he's not a guy I ever... It's like, hey, Dwayne Allen's on the board. I gotta take Dwayne Allen. That's <laughs> like Mo. Pyromaniac Mo, I love you, but he loves himself some Dwayne Allen. Just think about whenever Dwayne Allen was having his good games. It wasn't because he was ever getting 100 yards or getting even close to it. Because he was the guy that would score touchdowns. Fleener would get 80 yards, and then he would score... He would get 40 yards and a touchdown. He's, uh, he's, he's 10, 11 points. 10, 11 points is all because of the touchdowns. If, if he had, if he could have a bounce back year, no question about it. If he doesn't, I'm off the lane. That guy's got a long, long leash to figure out. Hi, Kathy Mitchell here in the kitchen with a brand new exciting product called the Griddleman. And I have a friend to help me introduce it to you from Channel 5 News, Dr. Steve Brule. Now, have you ever bought a panini at a, at a, at a restaurant? What's a panini? A panini is a sandwich. Well, then why did you call it a panini? Well, panini is Italian, I think. It means grilled in Italian. What's Italian? That's a country in Europe. It looks like a boot, kind of shady. Like a cowboy boot. Kind of. Let's, let's make you a sandwich. You want to hand me one of those uh, spatulas over there? The purple one. Just, they're all yellow. The purple spatula. Here, I'll get it. Oh, that, okay, that, that one, one, yeah, okay. How about some meat? You like turkey? Who are you calling turkey? And then you can add whatever you like, your own little touches. You like pickles or... Yeah. Okay, very some, good. Let's put some pickles. All right. Those are olives. You like olives? Okay. Okay. We need to put a little of this grease on it, though. What type of animal does the grease come from? Well, this is horse. 
Sounds expensive. Go ahead and brush it right on there. There you go. Very good. Very good. And now we're ready to go. We'll just lay that sandwich right on there. Do you like sandwiches? Have you had a panini before? And a cowboy boot. Okay, and we're going to close the lid. That sandwich is going to be ready in about five seconds. Look at that. Doesn't that look amazing? Kathy, I can't wait. I have to take a bite of this panini. All right, well, be real careful because it's hot. subject of horse and Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Marvin <laughs> nice, Harris. Nice transition, by the way. Oh, you like that shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We <laughs> use the horse. So, uh, while we're on the subject of the Colts, Marvin Harrison gets inducted into the Hall of Fame today. Uh, but that season uh, in which he caught 143 passes uh, from Peyton Manning, he, apparently he won the sick-ass Rolex. So Peyton's wearing this Rolex to his Hall of Fame induction ceremony for Marvin Harrison. But Marvin bought the Rolex for Peyton? Yep. For getting him that record. <laughs> God damn. Bell, <laughs> Yeah, I broke some Valverde records last weekend between Wednesday and Saturday night or Sunday morning. Woo! Cubs game. Then late night Jane's Dick Lollapalooza Thursday and late night Jane's, then Lollapalooza Friday, Lollapalooza Saturday, air conditioning and you know, getting drinking as much water and hanging out with my dog on Sunday. Sounds good, but I got your beat. I had nine days in Cabo. Yeah. Uh, first five days all inclusive, uh, anything I wanted. <laughs> I'll tell you this, you do kind of look like Who's the guy in the crispy, uh, George Hamilton right now? Yes! You're, you're like the crispy chicken KFC guy. <laughs> All right, should we move on to our next squad? Yes. Denver Broncos. I only wish I could be as dark as George Hamilton. That guy. Yeah, how's that guy still alive? I don't know. Any sort of skin issues. Got I, think, I think there's a different alien that keeps wearing his skin throughout <laughs> his life. Holy shit. I believe you. <laughs> I agree. ASC West. Let's go. Denver Broncos. Oh, gee. Oh, we're on horses. Might as well stay with the, with the, with the horses. Oh, 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 I see what you did there. The quarterback, yeah, Harris. Quarterback. Sorry, Simeon. What's his name? Trevor, Trevor Simeon. Simeon is now battling for friggin' Sanchez. For the QB1 spot. And they're saying, pass the Lynch, as you said all along, and I, I was probably wrong. Doesn't mean he's not going to get some action this year, but um, he's, a, he's a distant third stringer. But he's a guy that has shown flashes, but then he's just. He, he's, we knew he's a project. He, yeah, he's, he's a project with talent. talent but. Right. But the difference is, he's a project with talent that will have a potential to start some games. This was, didn't we agree, or, or at some point in time, and I still think that it's, it's possibly true. That with the guys that you have there, you're, you're going to have potentially five games started by Mark Sanchez, five games started by Trevor Simeon, and five games started by Paxton Lynch. Sure. Who's starting on the 16th? Uh, who, <laughs> just, who, just whoever's still standing. It'll either be Lynch or Simeon. It'll either be Lynch or Simeon. I'll tell you that much. Well, Simeon is a Northwestern boy. We love it. E-Town. Um, he's, he's, got, he, he's obviously knows the system. He, he, Second-year player. I think Sanchez will get it, but Simeon's hot on his tail, so it's not a... The, not thing, a, 
the thing with Simeon that always just confused me is he wasn't even the full-time starter at Northwestern. Like, I I don't know if he's that good. Like, I've watched him play every single Saturday because he's worked for security for Northwestern, and it was like, ah, oh, Trevor Simeon interception. But <laughs> his numbers looked all right, like, but his college career was less than impressive if you look at it as a whole compared to some of these other guys. If you look at, like, Trevor Simeon compared to Cody Kessler – uh, for the for the Browns now, uh, insane differences in numbers. Uh, besides that, on this team, outside of that, they're saying Ronnie Hellman could potentially be a roster casualty. They're saying oh, I can. I, I'm not surprised that. about that. I was surprised that's when they signed him again. That, that, that's what surprised me. I mean, let's talk about Monte Balls. He coming back? <laughs> <laughs> Monte Balls. Uh, maybe, maybe after sixty days. Sixty day sentence. Twenty five year old will never play in the league again. Uh, Monty Ball, God, that did not seem like the case. he seemed like a character guy out of that program. Monty he's Ball's at, balls. He's been everything. He's, he's, balls, he's been everything you, you you wouldn't think. Uh, and he, let's let's not even talk about this team. Anything I mean, the the, the 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 final thing is Benny Fowler is probably the leader for the third wide receiver job. So it looks like Cody Latimer's been a wasted second round pick there. Do you uh, remember how many I mean, so many people were so high in Cody Latimer? Do you remember how many people he's been picked ahead of when we talked uh, about that? One of them is Alan Robinson, isn't it? Crazy. Yeah. Just, sometimes it just goes that way. Like seven players that he a wide receiver that drafted he went that uh, Latimer went ahead of out of Indiana. Bad pick. Bad But you also got um, in that situation, Virgil Green uh, is, is is looking good, but so is the other fellow. Banner, what's the name? Jeff Howard. Howard, yeah. But they're saying Virgil Green. How is you making, saying his name? I was gonna say Ban. I don't know. Bannerman. Hewer. Is it a Hewer? You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I got him. I got him on that band. I don't care. Hauser. It was you, Hauser. <laughs> yeah, they're saying. Total Recall. No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're saying Virgil Green might be the tight end to own there. And this is a tight end friendly offense, remember. I mean, but I, I just can't see a situation now where Virgil Green's an actual fantasy draft. If Dog Manica has his green piece uh, hey, telekinesis on uh, somewhere on uh, a street corner out in the middle of our of the loop. His, his hand is his arm the hair on his arms raised and he said, Fuck yeah. I love Virgil Green. <laughs> I mean, I always have as well, like but like, he's not a fantasy draft pick right now. No. He's a guy who needs to be on the waiver wire come week one, and then let him prove it to you. Yes, yeah, he hasn't yet. And again, are you really going to be drafting any tight end past tight end 15, honestly? No. Shouldn't. I'm not drafting him, for sure. Before we get into the next squad, which is the Kansas City Chiefs, listen to this. All right, the Chiefs, they were the guys that win the sweepstakes and pick up Foles, backup quarterback. Who owned uh, the Chiefs? Owns. Owns. But, yeah, Foles, he actually, the news I heard, and we'll just bring it up now because we're talking about him, is that he had an opportunity to go to the Vikings, and they were like, yeah, you've got a chance to fight Bridgewater for the starting spot. Really? Yeah. Not a good, that's not, not a good. Uh, Never heard that one. Yeah, not, wow. a, good, not a good backup, uh, backing up your, your first-round quarterback from two years ago. Um, anyway, let's, uh, Kansas City Chiefs, good pickup for them. If anything happens to Alex Smith. They've got a guy that's got a lot of starts under his belt. 
and a lot of teams were going after him, including, you know, obviously Dallas needed him. Uh, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Well, anything else you're hearing out of the Chiefs? I'm, I'm, I'm getting there's a wear. There's a wear love happening, right? Well, my, my, so, mine so. more is a, is a concern about Jamal Charles. You know, there's a guy who I'm a full was thinking I'm, I'm, I'm behind this guy. I'm, I'm, I'm 100% there. He's still still out. No timetable on his return right now with the knee injury. Um, it's it's I'm concerned because of all the, the carries that he's had in his career and what makes him amazing as a running back. I had him what was it like three years ago? When he, is that his ability is to take it huge, rip off huge runs at any given point in time? And if he's not 100% with this knee, it's. It could be real troublesome for a person who's going to be paying probably a high second-round pick for Jamal Charles and then getting no return. <laughs> I don't know. I totally believe in Jamal Charles coming back healthy. And everything they're saying is Jamal Charles back in by week one. He'll be fine. We're going to monitor his workload. But what do they? Have, how else do they have monitor his workload? They they don't even give him two hundred and fifty touches in a season anymore. You know, they're already monitoring it. I, I know. Uh, and the other thing that I guess I'll, I'll talk myself off the ledge a little bit too is there's nobody else really on that team besides Travis Kelsey that you can really, you know. Jeremy Mack. Highest, the highest, highest volume of running for that. But they got, they, they, because of the injury last year, they were able to find that between Charcantric West and Spencer Ware, they do have guys that can get it done. So there is, there is that possibility that on certain weeks when – they're up early, or they've got an easy opponent. There might be some dud performances by Jamal. They might be like, you know what? That might be the mon- It's not as much monitoring. It's more like, hey, buddy, we don't need you today. Well, let's get let's get let's get a potential injury on one of our lesser important pieces. Let me let me get myself a little bit happier then, because looking at his ADP uh, here at Fantasy Pros, he's the eighth running back right now. Devonta Freeman's going ahead of him. I would much rather let someone take Devonta Freeman. Depends on the league. Yeah. But even still, I'd much rather so take him out to Freeman. I want to make myself happier, a little happier right now. Hold on, guys. <laughs> Are you farting? What's no. going on here? I'm, the audience doesn't know that I'm not taking my pants down right now. <laughs> <laughs> so PK River just posted on a wall, for, like, we're going freaky! Yeah. <laughs> So PK Ripper just posted something on our wall and like we asked for fantasy questions. So I thought it was gonna be that. But it's basically that meme of like the rock, uh, I think it is. Uh, and then that girl from uh, I don't even remember. Like the fifth wave and Jeez, kick know. ass. What the hell is this? I don't know. Oh my <laughs> god, where does he find this stuff? He made it. <laughs> I don't PK Ripper, I don't even know where he finds these images. He's a nut. He found a perfect one of you where you're like, oh my directly God. looking back. Oh this guy is unbelievable. I, I love that guy. What, you remember, throw, his, you see his throwback Thursday? Was a sperm with a Jets lo- logo and a big ball part? He's like, yeah, here's throwback Thursday to my sperm. <laughs> I love the fact that he's probably listening to this Pyro podcast while he's driving around people in the Uber. And like, you know, some drunk chicks down in Miami get in like, can we plug in our music and play our music? He's like, shut up. D-Rex Houdini and Stag Party are on. I'm listening to the Pyro podcast. Here's some headphones for you girls. 
<laughs> I love it. Um, what else is there to say? Kelsey, with some of the injuries and some of the situation. What about his reality for? show? Oh, jeez. I don't even, I don't watch TV. <laughs> I don't know what he did a reality show. He's got like a dating show, like The Bachelor. Like, it's all dating him? Catching Kelsey. Oh, my God. <laughs> what channel is this on? I thought that, if I know. <laughs> catching Kelsey. I thought that was about like uh, Kelsey Grammer who like like was running away from the law or something. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just hope that he does. he's not like Shady McCoy and has some of these uh, little STDs. It's like cat, catching... Catching something from Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good team name right there. I have herpes because you have herpes. Bye. I might go with that as my team name right now. <laughs> good God. Uh, let's get away from this team so we can catch up a little bit. You guys down with that or you yep. got anything to say? No, I'm fine. Kansas City, we like your barbecue. I love you. We don't like your preseason. I'm a Jack Stack fan. And I'm going to give my shout-out to my boy Woody's uh, Barbecue, Kieran Malloy, out in Kansas. He went to Rockhurst. Those of you that Rockhurst, uh, amen. I know a lot of Shawnee Mission Easters, too. Uh, but quickly, I think because we're talking about Free State beer and we're talking about Kansas and there's a lot of KU stuff happening, let's give a shout-out to The Archer and do a little pyro promo here because basically uh, one of our newest badasses that's been brought into the uh, writing and, and, and mindshare fray here over the last four months for pyromaniac.com is uh, The Archer. And you've seen some of his content on our site. He's done a draft strategy, we've got tiers. But really what he's been doing is behind the scenes and uh, we're really excited about a new piece of content that's going to be coming out on pyromaniac.com this, for this season. Uh, leading up and just before week one, uh, we'll have the first version of this out, and it is the Pyro Heat Index. I'm not really going to give anything more than that because I don't want to show our hand before it is released, but it is exciting. And Archer is a guy that studied analytics and, and data um, at KU, and uh, he's actually was also a, a Marine, which is awesome, and he's just been un. Flippin' believable since we brought him on. Right, Stag Party? I mean, what a badass this guy has been. The, the work ethic that he's got and the camaraderie that he's already brought to the mix. How hard and how much I interact with him and how much he cares for Pyro and, and these pieces that we're doing. Uh, he's helped us out with a projection model. He's helped us out with all these like really technical and very data-driven models. And Archer, I know you're listening to this, and we're going to give you a shout-out. You are the man. Keep it up. Wow. I mean, you're literally, as we talked in our first call together, you said, I just want to help Pyro. I think I can help you guys do some next level uh, content. And you've done just that. So, amen. Keep it up. Fire it up for the, the Pyro Heat Index and uh, all, and the Archer Almanac and Archer, all these models you're doing. It's awesome. And so, Houdini, who has not, who's been traveling and not been able to reach out with you, I got one here for you. This is Dr. Steve Brule for you, a doctor to doctor. My next guest is Jane Karangers, who knows all about dusty old cars. Right, Jane? Right. Welcome to Chunking Out. Very nice to meet you. Tell me, Jane, what kind of cars is your favorite cars? Well, one of them is the Model T Ford. Hmm. Made more Model Ts than any other car in the world. And most of them were black. The early, early ones, the brass ones, uh, started out being red and... Red? Yeah. Do you like old cars because you're a dusty old man? Well, I'm not really that old, but... Well, you got those big bags on your eyes that make you look like an old basset hound dog. You're the oldest man I ever did see. Tell me, Jane, 
Did Ronald T's go Hong Kong vroom vroom? Yeah, beep beep. And Let's play a little car game, Jane. I say car parts, you say the sound of that car parts. Ready? Well, go. Horn. Beep beep. Hong Kong. Beep beep. Hong Kong. Beep beep. Trunk. Bridge. Windshield wipers. My favorite is honk honk. Holy shit, that was hilarious. That's, that, that one broke you. That guy is crazy. <laughs> I flip below him. Uh, anyway, thanks again, Archer. You're the man. Let's go on to the San Diego Chargers and talk about them. Stevie Johnson out for the season, right? I, I don't know. He's looking for a second opinion, but. Tor meniscus. Tor meniscus. Mm. It's not looking good. She's not a guy you want to draft. Uh, that's all I really need to tell you right now. That's it. Yeah. Uh, I don't really, I'm not going to say anything about this team. You guys go ahead. The only thing I'm reading a lot about is how people are high on Gates because he's going to get the he's going to get that record for touchdowns and. You mean he's going to get Gronk's record? Yeah. <laughs> he's basically. I'll, I'll tell you what. The guy who I'm actually yeah. I'm, I'm interested he's in owning for a moment. For a moment. Well. But he deserves to own it for at least a moment. You yeah. know what? That's one of those ones where you th- think about, like, he broke the mold, right? And look at Gates. You're going to get him as the 13th tight end. So I like you. Yeah, I like you too because you're not having to pay up for that at all. But the guy who I'm, I'm more interested in for this team is, uh, is Travis Benjamin. Um, you know, I look at this as, you know, you, you saw what Malcolm Floyd was able to do. You talk about best uh, ball leagues yeah. and things like that. Malcolm Floyd was always a guy that was going to give you three, four weeks during the year. It was just like, yeah. you're going to pay for him and start him every week and try to figure out what it's going to be. So The I, peaks were pretty solid, but the valleys were quite low. They were quite low, but it's like, when you think about where you have to pay for Travis Benjamin, currently going as the 51st wide receiver. Now, you look at a guy with, with when I look at Phillip Rivers, as a guy who throws one of the best pretty deep balls, or even if you're throwing crossing patterns, he throws it, it looks ugly coming out of his hand, but it always is getting the receiver in stride. So you talk about what he was doing with Cleveland. Why can't he do it here? And especially that now Stevie Johnson's out of the way, and there's really, who else is really there besides Keenan Allen? And I love Keenan Allen because... Talk about a guy who's really going to get peppered with a ton of targets and and, uh, and a ton of touches. A guy who didn't he have like 18 catches or whatever uh, earlier in the, in the year last year. He's a guy that could potentially be um, the steal. But I think these two guys, I like Keenan Allen at the top, and I love waiting if you if you can for a Travis. Is, is there any talk about uh, Benjamin in camps right now? Anything going on with him? Nothing specific, but. Uh... All signs point to him being a receiver who could do more than one thing. Uh, he's not just going to be a deep threat for them for this offense, uh, but that's also going to be one of his main roles. As Keenan Allen's not really a downfield field stretcher. Um, besides that, you know Melvin Gordon, they're excited about, but the rest of these pieces we sort of know what they are when healthy. Uh, you know, you know what Antonio Gates is. You know what Keenan Allen is when healthy. Uh, you know what Danny Woodhead is when healthy. You know what Philip Rivers is when healthy. They just all need to sort of be healthy together, and this could be one of the best units in the league. I mean, Philip Rivers had his best season ever uh, statistically under you know Ken Wisenhut. 
So getting that back, and they're going to dedicate to the run game under Wizenhunt, but that just helps the efficiency numbers for these other players. Absolutely. Let's go to the Oakland Raiders. Amari's moving up. Carr's moving up. The, you know, one of the we'll give one little snippet. Our uh, Heat Index has uh, for Week One has who as the number one QB? I don't know. I have to move him down in my rankings to adjust. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was Derek Carr in one of our models that we were playing with earlier this week, uh, and that yeah, was that's what happens. You play the worst defense like yeah, ever they're playing, in the, yeah, they're the, playing the New Orleans Saints. So, I mean, it, 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 it's kind of kind of makes sense. And the Saints really didn't do a whole hell of a lot to make that defense any better in the offseason. No, no, no. But. Uh, so, going with the Raiders, Mari Cooper's been getting a lot of sort of pub recently about his ability to get open, and the only real warts on his game were the lack of red zone targets, and you got to think that's something that should change in his second season. Uh, besides that, Clyde Walford, you know, mixed reviews on what he's been able to do, how they're going to take it slow with him uh, again this season, so that, that, that hurts a little bit. Um, you know, but DeAndre Washington's getting pub about being potentially more than a three down back by the coaching staff, saying, Oh, trust me, this is a guy who could potentially be a workforce. So potentially to turn a light of fire under Latavius Murray or you know, maybe this is a guy to own and at his ADP, you know, he's a guy worth taking a look at. Well, especially with those rookie guys, you know, when you bring up when you feel like Murray was supposed to be the guy, when we saw what he did in that Monday night game. And then he had the opportunity to be the full guy last year. He had a decent season, right? When you look at it compared to everybody else. But top ten. Ten. Yeah, okay. okay. Nice. So there you go. Top ten though, but still. It was top ten, but it wasn't I mean, as a guy who owned him, he didn't it wasn't didn't feel at all like a top ten season. He had some games toward the end of the year where it started to, to perk up a little bit, but we didn't have any of the big breakout games that you really expected to get with his ability to, to take it to the house. You know, from again, from what we saw in that Monday night game, it was a four, four carries for like 155 yards or whatever. Thursday night game. Thursday night game, yeah. whatever. <laughs> but, uh, a primetime game. I gotta say primetime game. Yeah. There's so many different primetime yeah, games. Yeah, Latavius Murray was one of the most ineff- game, inefficient running backs in the league last season. Yeah. And I don't like what I see eye test wise. I mean, well, if you don't, that's, that's, why, that's, that's why you take a chance on Washington then. Yeah, I'm, I'm worried about this. Saying Latavius Murray doesn't pass the eye test doesn't, like really doesn't make sense because you've seen him make splash plays and you've seen him take it to the house. But I watched but, a lot of games last. I, I just won by last year's so no, I watched. I want you know Mario was my guy. I'm on every team. I watched a lot of Raiders last year, and just at running the running the ball. It was just like, ooh, jeez. Because what you were saying was what I was. It saying. was a lot more like Jeremy. It was like Jeremy Langford. Like he had a couple busts, and then bust out like broke a nice long run, and then the rest was just like, game wall wall wall. No vision. Wall. Yeah, like, like, like can you find a hole? Can you, can you be like at least like you know, like be like Le'Veon Bell? Be more patient as a runner. Wait for a hole to develop and then hit it. He just was was going wherever it seemed to be called, and then if it wasn't there, uh, you know, it looked like to me an old guy. If you don't remember this, Lewis Tillman. Jesus, that Jesus. Remember for the Bears and the Giants. This is a guy who would always just go straight into the hole. He'd go hard, but he'd go straight into the hole, and he'd get enveloped by the by the defensive line. Would never gain more than like three and a half yards, unless he broke one out. But other than that, it was just pretty much garbage. I did not even remember that guy really, to be honest. Somehow in the back of my mind, it's there. But um, number twenty-seven. 
Let's uh, anything else to talk about with this team? This is a team that I think is up for a letdown, but got to keep an eye on them. There's obviously something special could happen between Carr and uh, Cooper this year. We'll see. I don't know. I'm staying away from that backfield, though. I'll tell you that right now. I think I think I'm gonna kind of not be a Raiders guy in fantasy football this year. All right, NFC. I say before we get over the NFC, let's hear this. All right, we got the NFC in the mix. Yep, uh, and we're gonna do that. We're gonna start with the AFC, NFC East teams, and that uh, starts with the Dallas Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? Their backup quarterback, uh, Kellen Moore, broke his leg. Yeah, he's done. Fractured ankle. He's done. He is gone. Uh, but speaking of broken legs, like. You better be careful on Facebook and Twitter today because there was this gymnast who off the pommel horse or whatever uh, just shattered his leg in half. Ah. Like, bad. Probably the worst thing I've ever seen. Which team? Is, what, what's, what French, he's French, I think. French gymnast. Jesus. And, like, I've seen the Kevin Ware in- injury. Like, Kevin Ware injury is yeah, bad. That's bad. This dude's leg just does eyes like it's bone. Like... <laughs> It's just like rubber bands. It's yeah. it's awful. All right. I am not going to rewatch that. I'll no, be- I am not going to watch that. I'm, I'm cringing right now just for of it. I'm just going to keep rewatching Favre's uh, Hall of Fame speech. That his wife's his wife's giving the speech. Do you think while she's doing that, he's going to be sending out sending out dick pics? Sending out phones like yeah man. Sending them to what? The Lindsey Rhodes? No, Carter. Well, no, not Carter. What was her name? Starger. Jennifer, Jennifer, Jennifer Stroger, 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 Stroger. Anyway, <laughs> I'm definitely people. I've got we've gotten reviews. I'm not even gonna say what I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right, can I say what I was gonna say about how Ezekiel Elliott, is, with all the love, hype, and everything that he's been getting, and again, who well, I'm so worried about drafting him, and now. Soft tissue, hamstring injury. Already back in practice. Uh, yes, fantastic. I want to keep flaring up. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going down that track. He may be the best rookie running back to ever come out, but I'm not going to pay a first round pick in any of my drafts for it. So okay. you're going to have to pay to do it. I I agree. I'd rather have. I'd rather have a wide receiver. And that's what people are doing. You look and you see the Hops, the, the Hopkins, the AJ Greens, the um, Keenan Allen's movement creeping up. Okay, let's see. I'll, I'll give you the top ten in overall. So you got four. So you got Antonio Brown, Beckham, Julio, DeAndre Hopkins, and then eleven is, is Dez, twelve is AJ Green. Um, overall, you got. Uh, but where's Ezekiel? Where's the He's Z- seventh. Jesus. Seventh overall, and yeah. I love, uh, we know we like him. I, I like Ezekiel too. We know you're all in Stags. You don't gotta. You don't have to say any more about it. You've, you've said your piece on him plenty. We, I, I don't even think we need to talk about him. But let's what's hope great he gets is, back. That's also what's great back. about the open debate is to have people. Yeah, but we're like always talking about the same guys well, in the debate. Okay. It, we, we got we got time. <laughs> we got time about it. I agree with you. The injury is a little scary. He's got his, he's got a girl trying to shake him down for money. It's a little scary. There's some Zeke Elliott bad mojo happening right now. But at the end of the day, if he's healthy to go week one and he's playing and he, 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 we know he's going to be the workhorse. Here's the thing. It's not like Dick, Dick, McFadden's out, Dunbar's out. Yeah, right now, good. the guy that I love the most out of him, and I like Elliott, but a late flyer on an Alfred Morris is a fucking genius call because... 
the other two guys that are out already are going to be out anyways. And if something does happen to Elliott, or he just it, it hits that rookie wall, I mean, Alf could be a, a high value. But let's um, let's stay on point with the with the um, training camp aspect of it. And uh, what, are, what what anything we're hearing, I hearing Dak is sucking. Uh, is the that's why they're looking for their second backup QB. Um, Talk about projects. Dak's a project. Mm-hmm. Tony Romo looked fat in that one picture, so <laughs> overreacted. Um, besides that, Dallas is sort of in quiet, except for every single player on their defense getting injured or suspended. Jesus. <laughs> They've got the biggest head case situation between Gregory and Roland McClain. Uh, they don't, they don't think about character at all. They just look at numbers, and so you bring all these people in. You're not going to have a very cohesive locker room. It's always going to be kind of a contentious locker room. And, you know, especially, look, look, is Des Bryant a guy? He's like, he's like, a, he's like a Brandon Marshall. He doesn't bring people together. Yep. All right, let's move on. <laughs> he brought you to it. He brought you to it. I'm, I'm still a yeah. I love him as a player. I just, you know, I don't need him in my locker room. Well, you're, you're, you're a Desmond. You need him in your bedroom? Yeah, well. <laughs> All know, right, let's go to the Washington Redskins. Bedroom, virtual locker room, locker room. Hey, whatever. I wear my, I, I gotta, you know what? Get me one of those virtual, virtual locker rooms. Room. Is that like fake taxi? I don't know. I think I saw oh, that. I like that. <laughs> What's that. What's fake taxi? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. You're either married and you're that dumb, or you haven't, you haven't wanted to take a vacation to London anytime soon and start up a new career. First time I saw fake taxi, I'm like, this pyro thing doesn't work out. I know exactly what I'm going to do on the fallback plan. I can get myself a cab. Love that. Love that show. One of my favorite shows on Netflix. Oh, jeez. Washington Redskins in Richmond, Virginia. Josh Norman looking human. Getting burned like crazy by Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garçon. And I'm going to just say this right now. I know you don't like Pierre Garçon, but God, he's changing a little bit on me. He looks fast. He looks, he's making plays and... I think he's going to be kind of a guy that's going to have a resurgence this year. Do I think he's? I think he's a flex play. I think he's got upside. I'm not. I'm not even wanting his wide receiver three or anything like that. But this guy's going so low. You guys tell me where. And the value is there. And I just you know I'm high on Cousins. I think Pierre Garcon is going to be a return, a high value return on investment for ADP. I think you'll probably have to be no doubt a high return on a number seventieth overall ranked. Why Where's Doxon going? But that's the Who's thing. Who's in a freaking walking boot? Uh, I'm, 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 I was going to say, I'm running, with, I'm running away from that guy. Well, how can you say he has a little good at all? Because he's in a walking boot. There you go. 52. He's number 52. So, why would I mean, Gar, how is Garcon below Doxon right now? I, I, I'm not, I don't want to get in any battles. You guys all know I'm a Redskin believer. I'm, a, I'm, I'm on board with, yeah. from Cousins if to you, Matt Jones. I'm on board with with Jackson. I'm on board with Pierre Garcon. Wait, I'm you're on, on board with Deshaun Jackson? Yeah. That's never happened before. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, okay, I, I agree. Well, you've already said there's five guys you're on board for. And how, I'm on board with Reed. So how can you be on board with Pierre Garcon if you think all those guys are getting that much work? Now you know why I like Cousins so much. No, like, the numbers <laughs> don't work. No, for Cousins. They can't work. It's going to be Cousins' 6,000-yard season. Hey, <laughs> if three... If I think he, I think Cousins definitely getting forty five hundred yards. 
I think those guys, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of yards. He's going to have 4,500 yards this year. And I think out of all those guys, there's, there's, do I, I'm not saying Garcon's getting 1,000 yards this year. The other three guys, Garcon's going to do what he does I and get 800 yards and five touchdowns and be unplayable. If, if Deshaun Jackson's healthy, yeah, that's he's getting 1,000. Yeah. Definitely, we know Reed's getting 1,000. If um, healthy. If, if healthy. <laughs> But I think there's, I agree. I mean, I, I, I mean, I don't agree. I think there's a lot of opportunity here for these other, these outside players. I think Doxson is kind of going to have that bad rookie season. Kind of, might be well, the shit. It's, 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 might it's be the shit. Like, when you already have an Achilles injury, it's going to keep you out in a walking boot for two weeks minimum, and we'll see what happens. As we as we move on, you remember training camps with Kevin White last year? I was like, no, oh, no, he's coming no, back. No, no. Then all of a sudden, he's out the season. I'm, I'm backing you up here. No, I know, I know, okay, no, so, I know, no, I know. I'm, so, I'm, yeah. I'm bantering with you. But what I'm saying is that exactly, I, I I worry especially because you need to be out there learning all the different plays, knowing exactly where you, where you need to stand, so that when you're out there and the crowds are going crazy, you're not thinking about what the snap count is or what this is. You're just ready to react and to, and to make the plays. And if you don't 100 percent of the playbook because you're not out there running the plays then you are going to be behind. And what happens when you're behind, it means that you're probably not going to make an impact and, and whoever drafts you is going, to be, is going to be dropping you. Then look to pick a guy up because he probably won't make his impact until about week six, seven, eight, nine before you start seeing him actually being real fruitful for fantasy in any way, shape, or form. Anything you're, you want to talk about from camps and the, these guys that you're hearing or reading? The only thing I've really yeah. seen is everyone's burning Norman and it looks like a good time. What else? Chris Thompson's getting a lot of first-team work. But they keep saying the job's Matt Jones, but they give a lot of work to Chris Thompson. So it might not be Keith Marshall who's yeah. – I mean, I think Keith Marshall's the handcuff because Chris Thompson's like 5'8", 190 pounds. Yeah. But, you know, if you're looking for a guy with some more standalone value on a week-to-week basis, that's more likely to be Chris Thompson than Keith Marshall. And the other thing is that, I mean, are, are you guys believers in Matt Jones? Um, the, where he's going, where you're getting him in the sixth, seventh round – it is awesome. I'm all in across the board. Yes. I go high on the, in Knox. I've been going high. The teams I love, these things change, but I love going high on the wide receiver and then getting the getting Matt Jones among some other guys like Frank give you, Moore, Jonathan Stewart. No, let me give you guys. the bookends, right? The guys that are on either side of them. It's an interesting trio that you have here in a row. And the guy who I actually like is the guy who's right above them. The guy right above the, the, the bookends is Ryan Matthews. But Injured. I know. Yeah. Uh, just the thing is, back yesterday. The thing is, if we say injured, I'd be saying injured for every fucking player in the league right I know, now. I know. But <laughs> there are certain guys like a Matthews who's injured and always injured, and there's like there's, there's but he's also but and, there's, and, and he has, injured. but he's also been a guy who's been playing through it a lot more. He was a lot. He was fragile. He's now learned to play with through injury. Through you know what? While hurt, he's not a guy that. Takes off on the on, on the soft one. So, but the, but the bookends here is, is you got a um, oh shit where was I? There we go. Uh, Jeremy Langford before and Melvin Gordon after. Like Jones, much I do more too. Than both those. Guys. I do too. Okay. So okay. that's that's one of those. It's it's interesting when you put it in those perspectives and you say, oh, this is the bookends, and those are three interesting guys. Of Gordon, who was the highest guy coming out, Langford, who showed you splashes or whatever. Jones. Oh, yeah, that's right. Those are all second-year players. Yeah. This city, in the city of Chicago, yummy tummies all around. And how happy is everyone here right now that we don't are not dealing with the Olympics in town? Oh my God! Best thing that Obama never got done. 
the early exit in the uh, lottery. He tried to go down. Remember, uh, that, that was like the first thing he did when he was president. He tried to go down. He's like, let's bring it here. Could you imagine? We wouldn't be doing the show right here. I'd rent this place out oh, for, God. for like $10,000 10 a day. two weeks. The, the, no more? Okay. What about, what, what about the, uh, the, don't you love the uh, NBA fellas? We got to always have our NBA talk. They rented a cruise liner, just the NBA, just the basketball team. Just USA basketball. It's like, what do you think it is? Twelve guys in the team, probably about ten coaches. These guys essentially have. I think the there's big... literally more coaches than players yeah. on Team USA. <laughs> you see that? You saw that boat though. Yeah. My buddy Stavish, you know, who I talk about all the time, and I sometimes mess up your name with him. He's like, dude, I was on that boat four years ago. He's a big cruise guy. I actually just got back from Europe on a cruise. Uh, but he was like, on, he's like, I was on that exact boat. I'm like, so what would it be like if there was 60 people max on that boat? Like, that'd be pretty creepy. That's a Ghost real big boat. <laughs> Ghost town. Bad. Hi, I'm Dr. Seabrew. What's special port on living on your lonesome? You gonna live alone like I do? Well, guess what? There's stuff you can do to make it not be so awful. Number one, tip number one, spend a lot of your time on Sunday making sandwiches for the rest of the week. Then you're prepared, you turkey. The second tip is go to bed early, you doofus. Because when you're sleeping, there's no lonely times. It's just dreams. You can make up your own puzzles. That's not, it's not any more complicated than that. Just make up your own puzzles. Take a picture that you like from your stuff and cut it into pieces. Then you won't know how the heck to put it back together and it's a homemade puzzle of yours. Eagles. Wow, this is a team with Ryan Matthews being brittle. They re-signed Sproles, uh, Wendell Smallwood. They're sometimes impressed, sometimes underwhelmed. You know, they're saying Kenyon Barner's making plays, but this backfield looks like I, I wouldn't know who to own after Ryan Matthews. Sproles seems like the value, but Matthews is coming at a little bit of value too if you're doing those early wide receivers. But jeez, I mean, just you know that Matt. If Matthews could do a 16 game season and pull that off, he's top five. Yeah. He, if he could do it, I mean, and, there, and that's worth the value there alone. But when he blows up in your face and gets that stupid injury or something happens, don't be pissed. It's like Aaron Foster. But if, 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 if the guy is got the best opportunity, total stud, if he gets the lion's share and he can hold on to it and stay healthy, God, I love that guy. But it's like rolling the dice. After draft day, you'll be looking on paper at your team and be like, there is just a big name pulsating that might have a big R next to it that's red throughout the season. And it's uh, a little scary. But I love him, Matthews. One team. What about, what about the two T Matthews that got, yeah. that got hit low the other day, but everything sounds like he'll be fine uh, heading into the rest of the training camp. But there's a bit of an injury scare there for Jordan Matthews. Yep. Uh, yes, it's a knee, so anytime you get hit on the knee, I, I'm, I'm going to worry a little bit. 
Yeah. I'm worried about everybody. I'm I know. I'm just gonna put on my worry hat. Is that why you sit? You sit? You're sitting cross-legged while doing the show. Houdini. Like you worried about, nice about pissing on your on your on your couch right? You got nice legs. Houdini's like sitting like a sitting like a woman. Well, when you when you when you've had testicular cancer and you got one nut, you can actually you can actually sit very comfortably like this. Before before I could never do it before because I was like always gonna be like this because like the big nuts get away, but it's like. You only got one, but no problem, man. I literally went and did it. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to make fun of you there, but I did it. 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 You can't. My mind was like, oh, he's only got one now. <laughs> <laughs> you can't sit there unless you've had it's a ball. It's amazing. I'll tell you what, though. It's, it's very comfortable. <laughs> now, when you're on your wedding, getting laid a lot, does it kind of suck only having one nut and no. not having that backup reserved ready to go? <laughs> <laughs> No one's been disappointed so far. <laughs> you, you're like you get you totally held out for like you didn't you didn't jerk off for a month. Before the month. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, right. I can't, I can't go a day. <laughs> hey, what's fake hey, taxi? Hey, what's that? <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I'm sure you don't watch that fake taxi. Show. Never heard of that. Never heard of what you're talking about. <laughs> Go away, kid. You bother me. I mean, what were we discussing? What team? What team movie? Oh, oh my God, I love it. Eagles. Let's quickly blaze through the Eagles. There's Next. Don. Well, Sam Rapp looks oh, good. I'll give you one more thing. Doesn't. Wendell Smallwood, the guy who was getting a lot of uh, early hype and all this quad injury, so I worry a little bit about that with the, in my worry boots. Hey, soft tissue, quads and soft tissue. Hey, uh, well, one thing I got, one thing Houdini, I got. are you allowed to draft anyone? Like, <laughs> no, I can't. I'm just forced to draft people. I'm not allowed to draft anyone. Uh, forced to. Well, you know, yesterday was the 11th day of practice for the Eagles, and uh, one of the beat writers from uh, Bleeding Green Nation, this guy uh, Brandon Gordon, uh, he said Aguilar is getting targeted a lot in training camps. But he can't remember him catching a pass yet. So it's like, I don't know whether that's on the quarterback or that's just on him. It seems like they keep trying to get him the ball, but maybe he just has that kind of Houdini small body, not enough strength kind of situation where he's just not making plays and making the reception. So maybe something he's got to keep that your eye on. USC. Uh, Marquise Lee. Yeah, Marquise Lee. Uh, what was the other? Woods. No, but before Woods, Steve there was Smith. Damian Williams. Damian hey, Williams. Steve Smith was the best of the group. He's well, a bad example. For one year. He's right hey. here. Who was the guy that was on Carolina? Uh, Damian Jared? Williams? No, no Jared. Oh. Uh, he was on Titans. Dwayne Jarrett. Dwayne Jarrett, yeah. Yeah, Jarrett. All oh, these guys. God, they all suck. Yeah, they're just not strong enough. Mike Williams? The original? Yeah, the original. Mike Williams. But he was, he was a monster. He was just too slow. Yeah, he was, he was huge. <laughs> These guys were all collegiate monsters. Monsters in college, you're right. Uh, no good. No bueno. Uh, all right, Eagles, we're done with them. Let's move on to the New York Giants. Uh, obviously, we know OBJ got cleated, sat out for five practices, just came back, I think, yesterday or maybe it was today. But he's been out because he just got, he got cleated, but he's all right. Nothing to worry about there. Sterling Shepard is good yeah. as advertised. Uh, Eli's having a great camp so far. Rashad Jennings is the first guy up at running back, and they don't plan on using a three or four guy committee system. It's just going to be Jennings and Vereen for mostly everything they say. But Logan Thomas is going to be out of the league within the next three weeks. Yeah. 
Besides that, the battle at tight end between Larry Donnell and Will Ty, who are both taking uh, first-team reps. They're yeah. tied right now? Oh. Oh, I went there. <laughs> but, uh, hang on, hang on. Just ring the fucking bell, you fancy. I mean, I'm ringing the bell for time. Like, I think Larry Donnell might be the worst player in the league. I'm not a, I'm not a Donnell fan either. <laughs> you really do hate him. I want to find out. We'll find out one day on the, spot, on the show what he did to you or your family or your brother or somebody. But I actually did not play against him in the three-touchdown game. So if that's what you're thinking, uh, you're wrong. Laces uh, out. <laughs> laces laces out. out, Dan. Pink one ironhorn. Pink one ironhorn. All right. I think we did a good job. Shepard, keep an eye on him. You know, basically, you've got uh, uh, Beckham is – every draft I've done, essentially, in mock draft, it's going Antonio first and either second is a Julio or a Beckham. And then third is the other one that wasn't taken. Well, the scary thing is it's amazing. And I love it. I would love any of those guys. Like, I, I would not I, – I almost like the third or fourth pick because you 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 can maybe still get one of those wide receivers and hopefully some someone goes for a Gurley or a David Johnson or something. I just love the evolution of, of fantasy football. We started – I started tracking, like, the, the points of the – uh, wide receivers versus running backs, and then it was like, oh, are we going to get a, a wide receiver ever taken number one, or is it, it still only be this? Well, I'm sorry, this year the ADP, three of the top four picks overall, wide receivers. It goes Brown, Beckham, Gurley, Jones. Wow, so Gurley's, I wouldn't figure Gurley to be ahead of Jones. Wow. I think that's a bad pick. I think Gurley's going to, I think Gurley's going to blow up on people this year. He's in number bad, three. He's, a, he's ahead of Drew. Who's ahead of Julio? Yeah, yeah. I think in a bad way. I think, yeah. I think he's the, I think he's going to be that guy that, that that's going to disappoint this year. He'll have some nice games, but do you like uh, at the third pick or even the four pick? Do you like a Gurley? No, I, I don't like making. I don't like being forced into it. I, I'd rather take the upside of David Johnson at this point yeah. than I would take. But I prefer to draft a little bit further and just get Lamar Miller. Yep. Lamar yep. Miller, Ezekiel Elliott, one of the two. All right, let's move over to the NFC North. Um, Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers, speaking of TV shows and celebrity, it wasn't Rodgers picked in the Bachelorette, his brother or something? Mm-hmm. You think, it sounds like there's some uh, hatred going on there. Kind of like the hatred I had for Aaron himself. Olivia Munn. Check out, check out some of the pictures of her, dude. Be good on Google, and you can find some real gems. I love you, Olivia. I love you. If you ever come across this show, I'll lose this gut for you, honey. <laughs> promises, promises. I would do anything, for, even if I didn't get liposuction. I'd come back and be like, I'll put it. I'll, I'll do some plastic surgery to get back in the mix with Olivia. Um, all right, what else we got to talk about with the Packers? Coon, gone. The first thing you're going to need to do is get rid of the restraining order against you. Oh. 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 I thought we talked about it in pre-show. Without <laughs> <laughs> bringing up that restraining order. Well, well you brought up... Locked me on Twitter, and we're not... I almost got kicked off of Facebook, and I saw a sniper red dot somewhere when I was peeping Tommy out in a tree outside of her house. Wait, I'm giving to TMI. Hey, well, you know... There's still some great gems out there. So is there TMI when it comes to Eddie Lacy's diet? Because I feel like I can't hear anything else. Uh, Don't you feel guilty eating now? 
You're like, Eddie, Eddie Lacey wouldn't eat this. No. <laughs> I don't have that fucking issue. <laughs> I do. The well, Packers. God damn it. You might hate Trump. You might hate Hillary Clinton. But you definitely hate the Packers. That's a meme for Chicagoans. <laughs> uh, I mean, the Packers. I mean, all you really hear, I don't know, you never really hear anything out of Green Bay. It's like, hey, Jordy Nelson's going to be fine, but you're not going to see him. And then it's like, hey, James Starks and Eddie Lacy are still going to split carries to open the season. Oh, I guess the big news is today they worked out Kellen Winslow Jr. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Opening at uh, tight end because Cook. Jared Cook is still surgery. on the pup list. Uh, he had foot surgery? Yeah, I think he had surgery on his foot. Jared Cook, so that name was going to be a great opportunity. Yeah, I read about that. He hasn't been in the league since, what, last time it was the Jets in 2013. Yeah. Uh, so he's been out of the league for three, four years, but yeah. He's only Kel- 33. Yeah, Kellen Winslow Jr. Hopefully he can, he's done with the synthetic weed, and he's back. He's, he's, he's he done, done running off in cars? Yeah. Has he done running in motorcycles? In empty, well, he's definitely done with that, but smoking a synthetic weed while jerking off in empty parking lots, he might not be done with. <laughs> And there's a lot of empty parking lots up in, in Lamba. <laughs> yeah. Besides that, the Packers, I mean... How about this? Jeff Janis disappointing, I yeah. guess, is the biggest news. And how about Packers. the other big news? Devontae Adams impressing. Which is kind of right. like, I feel like Aaron Dobson. I'm taking... I'm, 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 no, you know what? You believe it in this a little bit? He had a crap year last year. Good. He wasn't Man. terrible his first year. And he's kind of a high pick. The value is there. I'm telling you right now, I'm feeling good about getting that guy in the teens in drafts. If it blows up, he's a drop. Okay. But you got Julio Jones. Julio Jones is gone. Is Ty Montgomery really done all that much? Does Janice? uh, James Jones. James Jones. James Jones Jones is gone. And he had a couple, you know, great season even last year. And, you know, you've got Janice. He's disappointing. I like Adams. Just because of his value, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, he'll probably be on a lot of my teams, and it could be my first drop. But if it's not, and he's that whole dogmatic thing, remember, it's the third, and his thing is the fourth receiver. And all, if he's that guy, then amen. Well, what I like better than him, though, is a Valverde. Hi, I'm Scott. Hot Clam, and I'm here for your Clam Report. Something stinks. Craig's <laughs> uh, uh. River has been poisoned by Myers canned food. All the clams are rotten. Don't take a bite out of those stinker clams. Uh. This is Scott Clam, just a little clam boy who wants to grow up to be a full clam man. That's Steve Brill's show. Really normal stuff. Good, good. I can't even watch the video because I'm not facing. I, you got, I got the back of it. They need to make a two, two-sided uh, view there for the Come out with that. Yeah, we'll do it someday. Let's pack All right. And then uh, we'll have to do pyro or anything else. <laughs> anything else uh, we we got uh, in, in the in the deal for uh, Green Bay? Green Bay? No. Troy Lions. Ebron carted off. Yes. You know, that's the big story. Um, it's a bummer. What else? What else really is there? There. Yeah, he's fine. He's fine. <laughs> That's what he says. So he's fine. Okay. Yep, he's uh, he's on Instagram and fucking around and. Good. Hey, 
It's like, oh, boys, I'm fine. Like, we're good, we're good. But yeah, it was in a, a lower. He was holding the back of his ankle. That's a, that's something you never want to hear, especially with all these recent Achilles tears we've been talking about. Uh, but yeah, Ebron's supposedly going to be fine. But, you know, the Achilles is one of those injuries where you know when you're not fucking fine. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? Yeah. Plantar shyness maybe can, can, can wreak havoc, but it's not really... Frank... Much of a football injury, so yeah, Liz Frank. We haven't talked about that. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, good, good, good. We don't like talking about that. That's a gruesome injury. Besides that, with the uh, Amir Abdullah still wearing a practice red, yeah. not officially in there playing with the boys. They, they think Theo Riddick might get more carries next season. I call bullshit. I do too. Stephen Ridley's ahead of Zach Zenner on the depth chart. Sorry, um, Mo. Mo is going to shed a tear when he hears that. You know what? We're happy for the resurgence of Detroit and the way that that city's becoming hot again with the hipsters and the people that are moving uh, to that city instead of other um, instead of Chicago and some of the other big big towns. But I don't want to talk about their fantasy football and the, the Lions. Anymore. Just just one thing: they signed your boy Anquan Bolden. Yeah, I, I kind of like that for them. I I, I see that where I, that's a sign to me. Don't buy into Marvin Jones. I don't know if it is. Anquan Bolton, they plan to play in the slot, and they plan to play the other two receivers outside. But what I'm saying is when you put him in the slot, you have a guy here who, Anquan Bolton, I don't care if he'll still be able to get separation from some of the guys that will be guarding him because it will now be you know, the, the, the fast linebacker or it's going to have to be a safety coming down. I'll take him because the other thing that he has that you know he has, amazing hands. That well, he's now. Think about it. He's been catching balls from Kaepernick and Garrett for the last <laughs> three years. So now you come over to Stafford, and that's what I like the most. So Anquan Bolden, I'm starting to buy in the stag party's kind of um, idea that he's old, he's slow, he's he's post prime. But maybe it was just. I mean, you remember seeing him in games last year. I remember being at that 49er game against the Bears where he did an out pattern, and the ball that Colin Kaepernick threw was literally 15 feet high and out of bounds. It was so – it was the worst pass I've ever seen. And Bolton came back to, like – he was like, what the hell was that? He came back to the huddle like, dude, that's the worst pass I've ever seen. I've been playing football for 15, 20 years. The thing with Anquan Bolton, though, is if Ebron were to seriously be injured, I think he'd be the guy with the biggest boost. Oh yeah, I agree with that. All right, let's let's move on to Minnesota Vikings. Bridgewater, I mentioned earlier, they love him, right? He's doing so well, they couldn't be happier. Oh, I'm sorry, Teddy Bridgewater. We're about. <laughs> so we're talking about Tommy Kramer from back in the day. Hey, too soon. What was that? I don't know, we got, we got flybys going on? I don't know, there's some sort of weird little... Flash off the flash. The flicker of that roof. Yep. Jeez, no they're, they're firing <laughs> scud, they're firing scud muscles in downtown oh, Chicago. If we, if we get sniped, if we get sniped, it came from the K-Station building. We can cut that or keep that. <laughs> We're keeping it in. <laughs> I need to know. This, this could be. This could be the last. You actually. You are like. If you did, this would be like. Who's gonna hop on the show? Your, your apartment would be the perfect forest sniper. Like you want to take out the trains that are going by. You got like. Calm down. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> We've already had enough heat on us right now. <laughs> <laughs> you've been you've been gone for two weeks down in Mexico. Yeah, lots of guys <laughs> carrying around submachine guns everywhere I've been going in town. Damn, what team are we talking about? <laughs> we're done talking about the Lions. We're done with Detroit. We're going yeah. to Minnesota. Oh. 
<laughs> so, Jared, so we're really excited about the Vikings. Treadwell hasn't has looked hit or miss, but the one thing that, that they're seeing is when they do the three uh, wide receiver set is that Diggs is playing in the slot, which I like a lot because you think that Jerry's right or whatever would be getting that one. Um, and the other news that I'm reading from the wide receiver stuff, which is another one, it's a trap, it's a trap. Charles Johnson's looking like all world, looking like he's going to be definitely a starter, even over Treadwell right now. Charles Johnson is officially listed ahead of Treadwell on the depth chart. They plan to somehow get him involved. It's just Laquan Treadwell hasn't shown much to the team, apparently, so far. So that's something you got to worry about for the long term. But also, they expect Jarek McKinnon to catch upwards of 30-plus passes, and that's something they're excited about. They want to sort of limit AP's involvement in the pass game, even though he spent all offseason working on his pass catching. Uh, besides that, um, the real big thing is Stephon Diggs is their true number one. Yeah. So I've moved him up into you know being the highest-drafted Viking or outside of AP, but highest-drafted Viking wide receiver. Wide receiver. Yeah. Um, he seems to be the one, and you see a lot of these vines. He's, he's, and a got, lot of these, he's got explosive plays, yeah. man. Like he looks, he looks good. He's making some big, big plays in uh, in the in, in the in the camp. So, and he, we saw him last year. I mean, he he made some great plays for being an, an undersized dude. I mean, a couple times it was against the Bears, so you, you didn't really want to buy all the way into the hype train. But uh, good player, good player. So I don't know. I'm gonna keep my eye on that team. What I do love is that your Adrian Peterson is. Coming at total values, you can get Adrian Peterson in PPR type of leagues in the second round, and I love that value. How about the fact that Kyle Rudolph is completely just nobody cares? And why should you? I mean, he's gonna be a slow and steady type tight end that gets you like four catches for 25th, 40 yards. 25th amongst tight ends in ADP, right? Well, remember three years ago, like NFL fantasy football, there's commercial him and Cordero Patterson. Right. Oh. Those guys were both like in all the ESPN fantasy football commercials. You notice how, maybe it's too soon, but I think ESPN stopped putting money it's into, other than on their own channel, but ESPN used to advertise like a lot on other networks for their fantasy football. You don't see hear anything about fan, ESPN. It's because they're the top dog. They don't have to advertise. That's true. Top dog. No, that's right. That's why you see all the <laughs> Pepsi so. commercials and no Coke commercials. Uh, Maybe so. Terribly. Maybe so. Um, all right, let's uh, let's move on from the Vikings. How do you feel? Mm-hmm. Chicago Bears. Jay Cutler, best quarterback of all time. My boy, Kevin White. So Brandon Marshall says he's the MVP. And Martellus Bennett says he's the worst quarterback in the league. So that sounds about like the spectrum for Jake Hutler. <laughs> it's true. Jake, everyone's saying that Kevin White project, even Cutler after Kevin White came to his defense after the whole Bennett brother debacle, he's like, you know what? People always told me I was going to hate Jay. I was going to come to Chicago and think that Jay was a dick. He, and he was like, basically, like he's like, I, I, I'm not, I'm not having it. He was, he's been good to me, blah blah. But now everyone in the camp. Even Cutler is saying, man, this is a raw player. And uh, Kevin White, I like kind of where he's going. I like the value. I like the upside. But at the same time, it does seem like when the game's going, it might, he might not really get all that much done. He's, 
Unless he's just that rawly awesome, yeah, I, I'm a li- I'm getting a little worried about him. I'm also concerned the fact that you know you you had the other day no Kevin White uh, out there on the field. You had no Elshon Jeffrey, no Eddie Royal. I think all the receivers were out. So and you got Elshon, which is so distressing to me. Continues who missed seven games last year with these soft tissue injuries, dealing with it again. This time it's a hamstring, you know and. It's it's just it's an unfortunate history that continues to befall them, and it's. I also worry is is it the Bears because they're you saw what Antrell Roll said when he had left about how horrible their practice surface is. Now that's back at Hallis Hall. They're out in Bourbon A right now, but the fact is that we know that the Soldier Field is one of the worst playing surfaces in the NFL on a weekly basis. So what's you what's to make you feel comfortable? If none of these guys are, are being able to get out there and be healthy now, then it's going to get any better as the weather gets worse. I mean, just going along with that, Hironis Gersu tore his knee up today, uh, basically playing on Soldier Field. They're doing the Fan Fest today. Mm. Uh, but they're blending it on, you know, cold play, rain, you know, whatever. doesn't matter, but they can't seem to get the field right there. So that's something that's, that's a little bit of a concern for me. And Alshon... Alshon concerned. I just, at the price I have to pay for Alshon at the end of the second round, I've always said no. I mean, I like Alshon a lot more than you guys. Yeah. That's clear. I just won't pay that price, and I like it more than you. <laughs> and it's scary, too, because you're Whenever like, someone takes him, I'm so happy for them. But you know what? Man, if you me. think about all the years, this is the year that you would say, okay, I would take him. He's playing on a franchise tag. He has got to play through these injuries. He's got to... to you know, to, 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 if he wants to get paid, he's got to step he's getting, up. He's getting 18 million. No, but if he wants to get the contract, if he wants to get the big contract, guarantee he's got to get. If he if misses six games again this year because of soft tissue injuries, he's not going to get paid like he's, that. Uh, he's bitching already about being making 18 million dollars. His salary, I posted it on Twitter. It's ridiculous. Is uh, Antonio Brown is going to make eight million dollars this year? Alshon Jeffrey, 18. I mean, but again, this is this is the scene you get to talk about. Talk to the CBA. Talk to you know you guys collectively bargain this whole thing, and, and it's all about guaranteed money in this setting. I think. Yeah, you're saying, I'm just saying, Bears, money. bad, bad, badly money spent. I would have let him walk. Well, no, I think the franchise was the right move. Don't let him walk. Eighteen million for seven. Who cares? Games? We have so, have much, so much. Capital. We have so much money, and you have to have a salary floor. Mm-hmm. So why not spend it on a game-changing wide receiver when available? Trade him, get a good draft pick, grab one of those guys, grab one of those young bucks. Anyway, we hindsight is twenty twenty. Alshon Jeffrey. I think it's just like the whole thing is, is noticing, and you also got Zach Miller who was dealing with a concussion. This is and Zach Miller is a guy who's not a guy that you can one hundred percent trust either. So when you look at the Bears right now, this is a bunch of question marks on this team for fantasy. I don't like it, and always as a Chicago when I've had my best success is when I've gone through all my drafts, or the teams I've had the worst teams, or when I drafted Bears players, especially with the first or second round pick, avoid the Bears. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Jeremy Langford is starting to become a little more palatable in the sixth or seventh round. Yep, agreed. Like, at, at that point, I'll take a shot that he's the guy, but I just don't think he's very good. And I, I also like, if, if, if you do take him, I like the idea of backing that up with a Howard. Howard's going to get that goal line play. Everyone's saying that he looks for that stock. 
But that stock com compact body he's got, they're saying he's much quicker, much faster. Everyone's surprised by the, his game speed. So this is a guy that uh, the, he went pretty high. They like him. I like Howard too because he's a guy who was a load carry back in Indiana. I watched him destroy my Hawkeyes last year for like 220-something yards. Just rolled through a pretty damn good defense. And Langford is a guy who we said, you know, besides the big, big outburst plays, he still finished with like 3.6 yards per carry average. So take away his big runs, and then what's his average yard per carry? It'd probably drop it down to like 3.2. Howard's going to have opportunities. Like it. NFC South. Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons. The Falcons. Go for it, fellas. I don't have much to be excited about for the Falcons. I mean, there's Julio, there's Devonta. I mean, I think they're, you know, upwards of being the class of their positions. But then you look at Matt Ryan, and he's, I mean, yeah. the, the league is just caught up to Matt Ryan. Like, his career numbers are now, like, league average for passing. Like, it's just things you don't want to see, even if he throws a bunch more touchdowns. Like, I can't see him just having a truly transcendent season at this stage in his career, and that makes me not, you know, want to draft him. But in training camp, word is, hey, we want to get Tevin Coleman more carries, and then, oh, by the way, Tevin Coleman's injured. So, <laughs> um, Was it a shower injury? <laughs> All right, Carolina Panthers. Go for it. Devin Funches making bunches of plays. Oh, Houdini. It may be coming true maybe one year later, but Devin Funch is coming around. <laughs> I, hope, I, hope so for, I hope so for your sake. Jonathan Stewart, they're saying he's healthy. I like his ADP. He's falling. And for a guy that could be on one of the best teams in the league, I like where he's going. Uh, you can go with those wide receivers early and still have him be running back three for you. And uh, by the time you get to the sixth, seventh round, I, I, I'm liking the Jonathan Stewart a lot this year. I like I mean, it a lot. Yeah, I, I am a little bit concerned about just him getting injured at some point. Like, he knows it's going to happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> I don't worry about that as much as you. They're all going to get injured. I'm not worried about him getting injured. I'm just worried about the fact that they're holding him back right now. I just don't know that he's going to get the extreme workload. But I think that that's a benefit to Cam Newton because I think that that may be where I know they want to pull back some of the carries on Cam, but... They need Stewart to be effective. And if Stewart starts showing some ineffectiveness, then that's going to be, let's pull back some carries from him. And as I think we, we all agree, the rest of their running backfield sucks. So you'll let Cam kind of carry that load. I mean, that's the problem. Like, yeah, if they're going to pull back on uh, Jonathan Stewart, who's it going to? Because Cameron Artist Payne is the guy who sat out, like, a bunch of games inactive last season when he was healthy. Like, that's not something you ever want to see. And then Fozzie Whitaker's a third down back, and Mike Tolbert's a short yardage goal line fullback. Like, what else is really truly there to stand out with the running back? Because they don't have a sort of sleep, a sexy sleeper. And yeah, Mo will say Cameron Ars Payne, but what has he proven in this league? Not much. Yeah. And I, I, I haven't been paying too much of attention to that team and out of the camp, so I don't know much. Sounds like there's not much to talk about on that team, so let's... Not much has changed. I mean, that's that's a good thing. I mean, they went 15-1. How can you change much? Yeah, true. Except for you get back, what's-his-name, uh, 
But but if Devin Funches is a guy who's been been stepping up, so you know you, you like that to see that at the wide receiver position. You got Calvin Benjamin who's going to be there. So you know the fact is that if Funches can take that next step, then then helps really to take this offense to another level because you already got Greg Olson who's who's laying down everything. You know what he's going to do year in year out. It's going to be a thousand yards for me. Uh, you know, eight touchdowns. Eight, right. Not going to give you the ten, but he's going to give you the solid numbers. So. You add that dimension, it's good with that defense, and they'll get the ball in their hands a lot. Amen. Let's go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and uh, discuss them. Anything you're hearing out of camp? Bell has basically been supplanted uh, by, what's the little white? Adam Humphreys. Humphreys. So Hum- Bell, after like, two years of us talking hyping, about Hyping, hyping without the uh, performance. Yeah. Ohio State guy got uh, knocked out by undrafted little Welker type. And uh, so Humphreys is now going to be the wide receiver three. And then, you know, you got Evans, who's essentially a first-rounder, early second-rounder. Tough schedule for both the wide receiver and the quarterback with uh, Jemias Winston, James Winston. and I like Jemias. I like Jemias, too. <laughs> <laughs> I think it sounds better. It does. Uh... I mean, what, do you guys, what do you guys hear in, in, from camps? Again, I haven't yeah, heard, I haven't heard much most, other than Winston's looking looking like he's really working hard this offseason. I mean, the main points of their camp are like Charles Sims looking explosive still. Doug Martin, you know, uh, working on his weight training to not have a disappointing season. Uh, Adam Humphreys over Kenny Bell uh, for that wide receiver three position. Uh, the Nebraska product who was injured all of last season uh, in his rookie year, you know, not being able to put it together on the performance for this season. Uh, and then the big news, I guess, is Cameron Brait, the starter over ASJ. That's the real big news out of this. Is, hey, we're going to start Cameron Brait because ASJ is just an able. Uh, he, he apparently doesn't know the plays. He doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't know you know, where to be. He doesn't know how to read zone coverage. So that, that, that's the most concerning part for me is because ASJ is a lot more talented than, and, you know, but you a know guy what? from Harvard. Uh, who's but this is what it comes down to. What it comes down to sometimes, too, is it's about is he may be more talented, but he's not working on doing all the right things. And so you need, you'd rather have a team player this is not a one-on-one type situation. It's a team sport, and you better have you know someone who's there to back up all the other guys on the field when the shit goes bad. So, you know what? That's one of those ones where you're never. You're probably not going to draft either of them then at this point in time. But Brayton would be a guy just to keep an eye on if you're in a deep league as well to uh, potentially be paying attention to. Absolutely. And I, I, I like Mike Evans a lot this year. I think it's, it's going to be a bounce back year. I know that he's still going high. Um, but I would still say with his ADP right now, which is actually not as high as you think. I mean, it's it's the middle of the third round, 12th amongst wide receivers. So you're not having to really pay up for a guy that has potential like he does. And the other thing that I keep hearing out of, out of the camp, though, is how much Jameis Winston is being a leader and really taking control of the team and doing all the right things. Um, you know, all the off-the-field stuff that we saw from him leading up uh, out of Florida State, leading up to him getting drafted, has just gone away. And he has been a true professional. So I give him tip, tip of the cap right, uh, of the cap right there. The guy's doing everything right. Tip of the cap. I like it. Tip, tip of the, the cap. Tip the cap. I tip the cap. <laughs> <laughs> all right, New 
Orleans Saints. Lots of uh, good information coming out of Saints camp. Not about injuries, though. They, they, every injury is undisclosed that comes out of Saints camp. It sounds like the Bears, but uh, except for Alshon, who's just hurt. Sean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, the big news coming out of the Saints camp is Drew Brees not going to get a contract this season. They're not talking. It's like, hey, we'll talk after the season. Figure. Apparently, the Saints are worried that you know Breeze is not going to be as good as he has always been because they're worried about his you know shoulder and you know age. just future age. Well, they've been worried about this for like three years. Yeah, but and now have you failed have... to, to draft anyone of consequence to, to be in the role. I mean, Garrett Grayson didn't they spend a second round pick on him? Third, third. Third. I mean, that's a fairly high pick I for draft. Fairly high. Uh, but then Michael Thomas, who they spent the second round pick on this year, has been the star of camp. And Kobe Fleener is catching everything. And, you know, everything that comes out regarding their offense is amazing. But the, the crickets you hear from their defense might be even more amazing. Some things never change. Play fantasy football. Play uh, guys you have in your team that are going up against the Eight. New Orleans. Yeah, the Saints. Let up fantasy points. There's a guy... He's a lower tier kind of guy, but it's um, getting. I've watched a bunch of videos and vines on. Uh, is that Tommy Lee Lewis? He's a super speedy little fella. That they, they, they're like. Well, I thought you were talking about Tommy Lee Jones. I was yeah. gonna say I like his movies. The guy. You check out every farmhouse, hen house, outhouse in a three mile territory. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Anyway, he is practicing with the first team, and it's a second year guy, speedy as hell. I don't know when you got Stills is gone. When you got um, who's the other dude from Astra? Colston. Uh, Colston's gone. There's a, there's, there might be some opportunities. I like the Michael Thomas. Obviously, they went pretty high on him. But Brandon Coleman is that guy scary? It's Willie Sneed. Is Sneed your, people love Sneed. Yeah. I'm not as high on Sneed. This is my point. Like it's not a strong. It's not a. It's not a wide receiving core that you go. Oh, he couldn't get beat out for a job. Well, he couldn't. They can all get beat out for a job. Brandon Cooks is the only guy that solidly is going to have a job no matter what. Sneed, yes, he played well last year, but you know what? Stumble Sneed and you're gone, and someone else will step into that Stumble, role. Stumble Sneed and you're gone. <laughs> so Tommy Lee Lewis is like my size, your size. No, he's, he's like five, 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 seven, 170 pounds. Yeah, he's a but dude. he's that northern guy. He was the one guy a couple years ago when they played Florida State. That was making plays. Uh, so he's got that John Brownish type of just absolutely like, all right, you're too small, T. T. Y. Yeah. Hilton, you're too small, but you're also just absolutely ridiculous, and we're gonna try and figure out a way to get you a couple plays. Yeah, get get you the ball a couple times. But yeah, this is a team where you need to figure out the wide receiver pecking order because if Michael Thomas is the true star of camp, does he somehow supplant Willie Sneed? And then that's the – I mean, because I think Sneed will still have uh, a part in the run game or a part in the game just because he's, you know, he's a good blocker and he knows where to be and such and such. So that that's a team where after Brandon Cooks and after Mark Ingram, who says he's going to have the best season of his career, you know, who are the other pieces you want to own? Well, it's nice to see Ingram out there running. It's uh, obviously Fleener. Fleener's the guy you want to own. Yeah, uh, Fleener's still coming. I love that guy. He's the guy that I will be on most of my teams. I'll take him over and Ertz. I'm more excited about having Fleener and, and on my team. And he's still a decent value right Delaney now. He's Walker. at uh, seventh amongst tight ends, seventy fifth overall. So like Eifert's going ahead of him, right? 
Yeah, Eifert's still going. Eifert's going uh, 14 picks ahead of him overall. Well, Delaney, and Delaney Walker, I'd rather have a Flaney. Delaney Walker, 10 picks ahead of him. Yeah, I'd rather have, I'd rather have a Flaney than that. I just would. Uh, are we done with the Saints? Yeah, are we talking about the running back situation? I think we're good. Yeah, you know, I, I don't want C.J. Spiller. I don't want... Before I uh, drink this uh, Salamol, the Snaggletooth bandana, an American India Pale Ale from the best thing to ever come out of Naperville, Illinois, Salem Oath, uh, let's I, do this. I feel like both Kobe Fleener and Owen Daniels are offended by your Naperville comments. <laughs> Owen Daniels from there and yeah. Kobe Fleener's from there? Uh, he might be from Joliet. He went to Joliet Catholic. Right, not from he looks like he'd be from Joliet. Joliet. That, no, that's what people do when you're in Naperville. You play Joliet if you're That new Tarzan movie that just came out, I, I definitely think they should have waited until Fleener's career was over and let him do it. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> he'll be in the, in the, in the, in the uh, remake. That'll make more money. Might, yeah. Oh, yeah. The remake. Because the remakes remake always make more money, Ghostbusters. NFC West. Inflation? <laughs> NFC West. All right. Zona Cardinals. We got four more teams to go, boys. And this has been a nice long show, but let's bring them home here in, in a nice, effective way so that we can uh, sit this one under three hours. All right. So the Arizona Cardinals just re-signed Larry Fitzgerald and Carson Palmer to one-year extensions on pretty much the year that they have left. It's like, hey guys, go out. You know, for Larry, it's not fully guaranteed, but for Carson, apparently they gave him twenty-four million dollars fully guaranteed. So that's something. You know, they wanted to be the starter for at least two more years. They paid up for it. Uh, I think he's got the second highest annual value to uh, Andrew Luck in that season. So, damn. Um, besides that, you know, this is a team where you pretty much know the established pecking order at wide receiver. It's just who's the one, who's the two, and who's the three. Because there's three of them. Outside of that, you know, Jaron Brown's apparently making a lot of plays. J.J. Uh, Nelson's been making splash plays. So, this is a deep offense that you want a piece of. J.J. Nelson, though, he's got a groin injury right now. Yeah. So... Uh, you know, get, and, and you got John Brown de- dealing with a concussion. So these are ones I want to worry about because it's like, okay, multiple concussions is one of those things. Okay, if you're getting concussed now, uh, you know, what happens when you get one in week three? Instead of being just like a, maybe a two-week, could be a four-week type of a thing. Yep. And with J.J. Nelson, the biggest thing with him is about if it's a groin injury, he's about explosion. He's a guy that we don't know him as, a, as an extreme route runner. He's a guy that you know is a burner. So he adds so much for Carson Palmer and everything in that aspect. And if he doesn't have that, that's tough. So we'll just, hopefully they'll let him rest for a couple of weeks and he doesn't re-aggravate it coming back up. Well, I'm David Johnson. Because I'm worried. Because that's what I do. I worry. Nice. <laughs> we, we, we don't want you to be too worried. We want he, to, he also doesn't keep draft Weiss worries. He's forced to draft players. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Well, you got David Johnson who, you know, with, the, with Ellington, who's done, and CJ2K. You, you think there might be some sort of committee action here, but the more and more you hear, and the more and more you know about uh, Anarians, it, David Johnson's going to get a lot of a lot of love. He's going to get a lot of carry. He's going to be, he's the one guy. I agree when you said on the show earlier, like 
That upside in that first round out of all those running backs, I like an AP over him just for the slow and steady. But the what if with David Johnson is, is like nothing we've seen in a long time. And look what you said with Arians. I mean, look, here's a guy that was Rashard Mendenhall back in Pittsburgh and gave him all those carries. Look at Chris Johnson last year, comes in, assumes the role, getting 23 carries in games. Top 10 before he got it. Arians does not like the committee. He wants to have the one guy who he can feed the ball to in all different ways. And with Johnson, he gives more of a dynamicism than any of these other running backs that he's had. He can be explosive out of the backfield as a runner and as a receiver. So it gives him just that multiple extra dimension that you can – he's going to use him so many different ways. And with all – I looked at him as a guy who's probably going to be probably one of the most effective 40 to 50 catch running backs that you will, have, that you will see. He's not going to be one of these 70 catch guys, but – his catches are going to all go for at least 12, 13 yards because all those receivers pulling everybody away and you dump him over the middle in and, and, and a, and a dump off and there he goes. Question about that uh, contract extension, Larry Fitzgerald. Would, is it safe to say that Larry Fitzgerald has made more money in contract from the NFL than any other wide receiver in the history of the league? I would say Calvin, but Calvin retired. You know, he yeah, did no, nine Kenny years, Calvin. ten years. Um, but but he, he had to sign at least four contracts. contracts. Could you, rookie contracts. He, 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 he was drafted when you got huge. Well, this, third is, this, is, this is his fourth. Is he, this is his fourth contract. Well, he, renegotiated, he renegotiated last year too. So yeah, he keeps extending. Keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. That guy. I mean, if you look at the pure money at the wide receiver position, I mean, I think Larry Fitzgerald's made more money than any other player. He's deserved it. Yeah, tell Jerry Rice that. <laughs> hey, wrong, wrong era. Yeah, wrong era. Sorry, buddy. All right. Um, what else we got? Cardinals? Nothing? Let's move on. Nice. San Francisco 49ers. Is it Kaepernick? Is it Gabbard? Kaepernick has been looking decent. The talk out of camp is uh, Kaepernick's trying to shake the rust off uh, while Gabbard is, is completing passes and, and looking looking pretty good. Um, one of the guys. Who do you think's gonna win? I think it's gonna be Gabbard. What do you think? Kaepernick. I, I mean, I mean, why would like if you're Chip Kelly, you're a brand new head coach, you've got a quarterback signed for like the next four or five years. I'll tell you why. Why don't you give him the chance early, and then if you feel like later going with the slow and steady guy, you can do that with Blaine Gabbard. But you I can agree. take and the chance. And they're gonna run him a lot. But that's why I agree. I agree too. That makes sense. This is Chip Kelly. Okay, and here's the other thing. <laughs> Colin Kaepernick was under contract with the San Francisco 49ers. He went and tried to get himself traded. Talked to the Denver Broncos not once, but twice. I mean, I'm sorry. If I'm a new coach coming in, I am not going to sit here and reward you and give you the job. You know what? I'm going to say, screw you unless you unless you do something that's going to completely overwhelm me. And everything that we're talking about, let's go back, rewind a little bit in this podcast, talking about Anquan Bolden and you watching him at a play against the Soldier Field, making a nice, beautiful outcut and being wide open and having Cameron throw a ball 15 yards out of bounds with no pressure. But so I know, I hear you. I just think, I, I just kind of agree they're going to let him run a lot. And it's going to be Kaepernick's job, but we'll see. Kaepernick, hey, who knows? The team's a mess. They're, they're projected by Vegas to have the least amount of wins. They should have never gotten rid of Harbaugh. It's a stupid deal. I don't, know why they don't, I don't know why they don't have them playing instead of either Green Bay or, or Indianapolis for the Hall of Fame game because Eddie DeBartolo is going in. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Do you see the picture of Eddie DeBartolo next to Orlando Pace? He, I, I, 
not going to say that this is probably bad, but I think I'm not going to say it. <laughs> Tonight's going to be fun. All right. Give me. I want to eat your baby. Eric Rogers, that wide receiver that the Niners uh, scooped up from the CFL out for the year when he tears ACL or something. That would have been interesting to see. Smelters now, his name is falling off the well, face I, of the I got, This is the one where I had the old guy. This is the one I was telling you about. The old guy was actually impressing there because you got Torrey Smith who's dealing with leg tightness. So, not good there. It's 30-year-old, remember this name? Jerome Simpson. Oh, Jesus. This is the name that has been like making news in the first week of camp. I don't <laughs> know. When I think of Jerome Simpson, I think of obviously the one jump where the he flipped flip. over. Yes. But I also think of while he's doing that, he's smoking like an, an ounce of weed. The other guy, though, is, is, is a guy that you've been high on if you go back two or three years. Old Vance McDonald had a farm. Yeah. And he's been looking good this week as well, you know. So he's going to have the opportunity to be the, the, the tight end. There. I don't I, I, I hear what you're saying. I've been high on a lot of things. And some, <laughs> some, is, some, is some, some of them have been great and some of them have been uh, Mexicali. So is he your, is he your Robert Vance, Yeah, Vance, Vance is your is, – is, I'm not in on him. So besides that, however, uh, <laughs> how about the fact that Chip Kelly – now has another Selleck to steal targets yes. from their starting tight end. Garrett Selleck, right? <laughs> is that right? Yeah. I mean, it's just, this oh. This is a team I don't really want to own anybody on yeah. unless it's Carlos Hyde, and that has to be in like the fifth or sixth round. So right. you, you were big on Torrey Smith, though, as like a deep, deep sleeper. Oh, yeah. Now his price has gotten, you know, yeah. wide receiver 36, wide receiver 37. And is at that, that high right And now? at that time, we're just like, eh, I could go another way. But I still do like Torrey Smith's prospects for the season. Uh, but it's still a passing game. Wide receiver 49. I really uh, like Torrey Smith because the uh, reception perception by Mr. Matthew No, Hunt. that's not why I like Well, I'm saying everyone did. Because because he was all high and I'm saying that was Sneed. And, uh, the reason I like Torrey Smith is just because his career numbers. He's had 1,000-yard seasons. He's had double-digit seasons. He's been able to get open, you know, consistently. And even last year, he was able to get open consistently. The quarterbacks just couldn't find him with the football. I mean, Chip Kelly's an innovative guy that can, you know, scheme for his players, and that's it. Like when when we've got a guy like Bruce Ellington, who's a deep sleeper for that team, and what's his what's his career total yardage? Seven hundred <laughs> tops in like four, three, four years. I understand he's probably playing point guard at the same time. But, like, impress me. Like, what's Quentin Patton's career yardage? Like, a thousand total yards? Like, Who do you like more out of those two guys? Patton or Ellington? I don't uh, think either Ellington. of them have, I, don't, I think those are overestimates of their performances. As well. It doesn't matter. Let's move Maybe. on. <laughs> Maybe. Let's move on. I think we can move on to the Seattle Seahawks. What do you think? Let's hit the Seahawks. You know who's coming back soon? Or so they say? Are the two most... Uh, uh, the second and third oh, most... Uh, by the way, uh, Quentin Patton... Total of 472 career yards. Career yards. But and he's Bruce Ellington. They're both young guys. So that, entering his fourth. Fourth? Yeah. Entering that's his fourth. Three years. Uh, that's that three years. Third. And Bruce Ellington, 325 in two years. Okay. Wow. Even worse. Patton's going into his fourth. <laughs> that makes your argument even stronger right there. Patton going into his fourth. That's terrible. All right. Seattle Seahawks. You want to know who, who's been standing out at the camp? Chris, Michael. Chris Michael. <laughs> I think I think 
think it's a big joke. It's a big it's joke. It's a running really joke with Car- Pete Carroll. It's, it's like, gotta be. He's like, oh, yeah, I love that guy. But one who's coming back is um, Jimmy. Jimmy Graham coming back. So they say, I'll buy, I'll believe it when I see it. And then Rawls, they're dead, dead set on the fact that he's going to be ready week one. But not, you're not going to see him this month. Which scary. Is scary. Yeah. Uh, I mean... And he's still going pretty high. But the thing is, Thomas Rawls is injured. CJ Procise is Everyone's injured. injured. Uh, you know, Christine Michaels, the number one back, but they're also throwing in Alex Collins with the first team. Getting him some work with the first team offense. So that's a name to keep keep an eye on. Um, I just don't know if, like, what point I'm ready to draft any of the Seattle backs. Like, I used to be a Procise guy, but now that he's injured, pulling back on that, like, Oh, this is, this I hope a Rawls drops and I'll take him. And I'll, Rawls is well. He is. It's, sa- it's the same as Foster. It's the same as some of these other the injury guys. Just take it while when he's playing, enjoy it because he's going to get the opportunity. But just know that this guy's body, this guy's previous injury history, does not project that he's going to give you 16 games or well, anything even close. How about this though? If you were a guy who was fine about with taking Rawls anyway. You should be happy that he's that he's not playing. And hopefully, they hold him out of the entire preseason because then that'll maybe scare off the people who are not sure about him. And then he falls instead of being uh, right now as the thirty-first overall pick. So instead of an early third round or early fourth round, he becomes a late fourth round or an early fifth round pick. That would be more where I want to take him. Uh, so he's thirty-fifth overall. Okay, thirty-first overall. What's, yeah. he, what's he at the position? Uh, it's number. I'm sorry, thirteen. And Ooh. let's be honest, two months ago, that's high. He, I mean, that's two, high. and that's high, but two two months ago, he, he was, was like, not even, yeah. I mean, for me, I was super high on him, but he was high for people. So we'll see. That's what that's I want to keep an eye on. Yeah. I mean, I'm just let's just give congratulations. Russell Wilson got married, lost his virginity. Good job, little guy. But he's already been married once. Uh, he, like he, oh, yeah. Okay. Well, he he lost his virginity to a black woman. <laughs> <laughs> Waza, <laughs> But congratulations, little guy. We're glad you. We're glad you can make it happen. Talk about a guy that's been on fake taxi for the last yes. four years. <laughs> oh well, since you brought that up, I'll have to say, Valverde. <laughs> hey, Jenny, hey, Wayne. I don't even like wine, but guess what? You're gonna like it. I need some cheese. Steve, what kind of wine is that you're drinking? I can't see, hun. Sweet berry wine! <laughs> supposed to spit it out. But no way, Jose, am I spitting this stuff out? It's like fruit. <laughs> wine was invented by the Romans for orgies. And orgies are not too much fun if no one wants to do with you. Mike. You want to check on Steve real quick? Tell him how it tastes, Steve. All right, let's do it. Steve? Steve, are you okay over there? There's all kinds of other wines. Peanut Noir. You got all different kinds, and that's our Steve. I'm Dr. Steve Rule for your wine. Come here, Jenny. Jenny. Wine, Dini. Wine, Dini. I had to give that one in there. Nice work. Nice work. All right, should we move off to the Seahawks? Yeah. Hit the last team. Hit the last team. We're done. Training camps. Oh, so psyched. Can't wait. After I'm done with this, I got to 
lot Get it for lot five of hours. Edits, <laughs> lot of edits without, well, but I'll have um, the uh, induction, Hall of Fame inductions on the screen while I listen to this. Fired up. Los Angeles Rams. How about how about the fact that Trey Mason is officially crazy? This guy is off the rate. You heard he, he said he was going to call the White House and fire him. Get some cops arrested. And then reporters asked, "Hey, you going to Ravens or Rams camp? No, no, I'm not going to Rams camp. <laughs> I'm not going. <laughs> Unreal. Right now, the Rams are wishing they had traded Mason what? and kept uh, kept the fellow that they traded to the Jets. Aren't last they? Aren't they? I want him to come to camp. Aren't they hard knocks? Are they? Yeah. I don't think it is the Rams, isn't it? Send him." Too hard knocks. Get to camp. I need those those episodes. Give me at least one episode of Crazy Trey Mason. Yeah, the whole the audio should be by De La Soul. Everything <laughs> continue. Every time he walks in, it'll be three feet high and rising. Yeah, it's weird. It's too bad. It sounds like uh, shades of the Titan Titus Young, mm-hmm. and uh, that's never a good thing. So he's obviously got some sort of mental issues. Um, that's too bad. Gonna turn on board that crazy train. <laughs> <laughs> I like your soul version of. Uh, I try. I try. Black Sabbath. So yes, <clears throat> um, but how about the fact that Jared Goff, not looking great, looking very much like a, a rookie who was a little bit who was a bit over his head, um, doesn't have anyone around him really to help him. That's the worst part. So it's like we talked about like the situation for Corey Coleman coming in. Well, how is it for for Jared Goff? All right, you get to throw to uh, Brian Quick, uh, Kenny Britt. Uh, you love Austin. Yeah, Tavon Austin is not a guy, as we know about my love of height, not a guy who could be at number one. He needs to be the awesome number three, do-it-all, crazy, weird, gadget guy. It, should he be a number three behind Terrell Owens? Oh, he's want to come back? Gonna yeah. to you guys haven't heard this? No. no. So, T.O., he's like... He's on a radio show and they're like, hey, you think you can still play? He's like, yeah, like, I know I can still play. I can go out to the Los Angeles Rams right now and get in between 800 and 1,000 yards. Probably uh, right. And like eight TDs. Uh, and he's like, no disrespect to like my boys Kenny Britt or Trevon Austin, but I just believe in my abilities, you know, that much. But he's like, yeah. But then there was also like a part where apparently before that, he's like, Wait, who are the receivers for the Rams again? <laughs> yeah, and here's here's another thing. If he had gotten it, he was he was uh, available or, or he was he could have been a nominated to the Hall of Fame this year, but didn't get it. Isn't that hard to believe that the guy? Like even watching like some of the Brett Favre stuff when he was on the uh, Vikings, he was throwing to Percy Harvin. Like the fact that the five year window, how fast it's gone by, and the fact that we've been doing this site for yeah. so long, um, but. Terrell Owens, could you imagine if he had gotten inducted to the Hall of Fame? Which he would have. He, he probably would, still would He will. Playing. They're just going to make him he wait. Will, no, they but, may make him wait like five years. But he, he would probably still, he'd probably be the first ever inducted to the Hall of Fame and, and still, come, back, still come back and play for the league. That would be awesome. He, he, he's definitely, his career was cut short by him being a total D-bag. He crushed himself. You know, and it's, it's one of those things. It's when you talk about like, Brandon Marshall, it's one of these things, Brandon, if you end up being a 900-yard receiver and then they cut you, it may all of a sudden be like, you were the greatest thing and now no one wants to sign you anymore. Yeah. Because you are that much of a cancer to a team. Absolutely. 
Uh, what, anything else to talk about with the Rams? Gurley, we talked a little bit about. He's going high. He's going to get a ton of work. I mean, that's that's the one thing. But the problem is, is for me, I can't go for him that high in the draft. Just looking at it, when the fact is that that team is going to suck. They may. Who'd you got? Who'd you say was going to be the worst team in the league? San Francisco. So they, this is going to be the second worst. We're going to have a lot of bad teams in that, in, in California. California. So, uh, San Diego ah. included. Who else? Dude, Jeff Fisher always goes 7 9, 8 or 8. Like, he going, that's the staple of his fucking they're career. Going, they're going 6 and 10, 5 and 11 this year at best. At best. With, it, with that rookie quarterback. He, if he ever plays. He's so They do have a good defense. They're already saying that he I'll tell you what, their defense, their defense is going to be something pretty awesome. They're going to have a. That's the only thing. They're going to win games if they do 10 to 9. 12-12-8. Why did they trade Folk if they need a quarterback? Because they think Case Keenum's better. And they cut they cut Nick Folk. Because uh, that contract, that crazy deal that they signed him to, remember last year, what was it, two years? Was that him or was that that or Philadelphia? No, that was them. That was them. Once they made the trade. Like that guy's long. Twenty-eight or some Stupid. shit. He's like Kevin Cobb right now. He's like, I don't care where I play. I'm get. I got three teams paying me money. <laughs> like, just right. Let's keep this dream alive. I'll just get, get. Give me another Pez clip of a million here or there. Nick Volk, goddamn. Uh, that guy's a thanker of Chip Kelly for Foles. sure. Folk, sorry, I was Folk. Wasn't that? Wasn't Foles. that the? Uh, That's the kicker. kicker. Yeah, I, I messed that one up before. <laughs> um, hey, I messed names up. Guess what? Yeah. Fuck off. Hey, after 18 Valverde's, what else do you expect? It's okay, stop being a doofbag. <laughs> there's, oh. pic- there's this picture of Mike Tyson writing on... Uh, is that Dana White? Dana White's head. That awesome. And it says, doofbag, <laughs> like douchebag. <laughs> that means that they're on a private jet and Dana White is fucking oh, passed out and drunk, dude. He's like, yeah, I got two bill. Um, hey, cheeks. No way for her, huh? Love, it's a motherfucker, huh? Amen, guys. I'm gonna say, uh, give one, a couple last little pyro promos. We got a new awesome um, piece of content out for pyro that we just launched four pieces for, and uh, it's something special. It's our projections. Mentioned earlier when I was giving Archer the high five. It's a new series, and it's called the 2016 Fantasy Football Stat Projections. We'll be releasing. All 32 teams over the next two weeks. Good, good stuff. It's the Pyro's new model of projections for all, for the quarterback, for the running back, wide receiver, tight end. Shows a bunch of different scoring formats, a bunch of different types of leagues. It is awesome. Give along some pros and cons and a little overview of each of the piece. Nice work on that. Stags, I love that piece. Uh, check it out. Pyro Pros is shit. If you love our show and you're sitting here and you're about to come to your third hour, and you haven't done so already, go to iTunes, give us a review. If you're not a Mac person or an iPhone person, ch- check us out on Stitcher or Google or um, Spreaker and give us a follow there. Give us a review there. Give us some love. If you haven't bought the draft kit yet, there's nothing like it in the industry. It's a weapon of mass destruction. Do it up. Let's fire this shit up. You guys know it. We've been winning you guys' leagues for years via the, this podcast and our draft and our content and our draft kit and now Pyro Pro. You guys know it. This sh- we do not mess around. We have a good time. We're entertaining. But we've got just a, what do we say, about 
almost 55 years worth of fantasy football just out of the three of us right here. And um, probably more than well, at least that. Yeah, yeah at, at least that. that. And the end of the day, we love you guys listening to it. We love all the stuff. Keep following us. Keep um, you know showing your spirit and being being uh, pyromaniacs. And uh, we're gonna shut this party down. Houdini, welcome back. It's been Thank great. You. So the, let me let me let you know too uh, the music that we were playing. So um, it's the second time ever on a podcast, but we, I got warm reviews and. Sorry, Houdini got back late and it's uh, from his uh, honeymoon and didn't have time to prepare a whole bunch of stuff. So you got a little bit of retread on some stuff, but the funky meters. You can't go wrong with the funky meters. So we opened up with Sissy Strut. I'm going to be closing you out with They All Ask For You, which is like, this is a song that I, I hear playing when I go to New Orleans, like when you're walking down the streets. This is just one, one song that just makes me super goddamn happy. And the, uh, the audio you had a little bit, couple of little bits of old school because that's where the Valvernes and the sound bites actually came from with uh, It's So Great Once It Hits Your Lips, So Good Once It Hits Your Lips. And uh, of course, Dr. Steve Brule because the guy is insane. Love it. Nice work, Stag Party. Happy birthday, buddy. Yeah, happy birthday, Stag. Is it your birthday today? No, next Wednesday. Next oh, Wednesday. Oh, so, you're so young enough where it's just a, it's a week-long party. Yeah. I mean, when you get older, it's a month-long party. Yeah. <laughs> really? I always party alone. I gotta change this up. You gotta change it up, man. Daisy and I, Daisy, Daisy buys me a Because when you get older, you, instead of everyone, you have to just like make your own party and people come. People are like, oh, it was your birthday. Let me take you out for lunch. Oh, let me take you out for lunch. Oh, okay, let's go out for drinks. Okay, it's like, so you're like five, six. When are you taking a stay party out for lunch? Let's go right now. All right. What day is it? <laughs> How old are you? Uh, I don't know, 28? Could it be 28? 20? That's my year, 28. I'm a, I'm a 28th birthday, so that's the golden birthday year for me. I love you guys. I love spitting the fantasy football goo. I love dropping the knowledge. Shit is hot and popping on Pyro. Check it out. There's a lot of other stuff behind the scenes we're doing. And just all across the nation, it's going to be Stag Nation. It's going to be Houdini Nation. It's going to be D-Rex Nation. But Pyromaniac, we are about to make that uh, quantum leap in our fantasy football uh, domination. We're getting closer and closer to becoming a household name. And this year, we have got some great things in store for you. And we are excited to release them. Been working hard on this stuff. We love you. Funky meters. Out.
that perfect button nose or those perfect chubby cheeks. Man has struggled with it for centuries, but every day science comes closer to untangling this problem. To help me untangle it, I turned to one of the most delightful, bubbly, and special scientists I ever met. Sanfia Dringas is, a def- is an official with the U.S. Department of Beauty, and she Help me find out. Welcome. Thank Very you. Very nice to have I, you. I'm not interested. My guest, Cynthia Dangus, is registered by the United States Department of Beauty for a beauty expert. Cynthia, how do I can tell if I'm ugly or handsome? What this computer does is scientifically determine whether you are handsome or ugly. This is a little number. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like an Easter basket. <laughs> but it's not. It's not an Easter basket. You can hide a chocolate egg in there. I don't know how you can get prettier. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> uh... What we're gonna do is I'm gonna attach these to your trouble areas. I place these on. Ooh. Oh, my oh, skin's okay. kind of oily. Yeah. I had too many potato chips for lunch. Mm-hmm. God, I just 
It's hard to get in there, but... Okay. If, if, I, if I end up being handsome... Oh! Oh. Okay. Uh... What are the results? So, ow, ow! What was the result? The conclusion is that, uh... You're ugly. Shoot. Mm. Darn it. Savia Douglas. what can a man like me do to help my ugliness? So if you look in the mirror and you think, oh, I look fat, I look... No! There's only one thing you can do, and that's to have a makeover. When we come back, we'll have to have a makeover so I'm not ugly no more. Clean it back to your cat? No! <laughs> and that's why we die!